All right, folks. Kevin Broughton and Levi Novacek back here in Studio C, Peace Grenades World Headquarters in Roseau, Minnesota. Uh, this is the first episode of Season 2 of our Peace Grenades podcast, so we're back. We're kicking we off the 2021 off. Uh, season. Yeah, so we got to <laughs> brush a little bit of the dust off. I don't quite remember how all this works. I had to mess around with our little mixer here and... Uh, accidentally just popped the SD card out thinking it was out, but it was in. So we're a little <laughs> technically, tech. technically challenged around here, but we're figuring it out. What do they call IT? You're yeah. the IT tech for the program. <laughs> That's awful. That's <laughs> awful. My skills are just turn it off, turn it on, and hope it works again yeah. for the IT. But. Yeah, so we're back, and uh, I, I just want to say, you know, there was some <clears> – <throat> I had some people, a few folks asking about the, the podcast, and they, they said, well, you and Bratz, did you guys break up? And I was like, <laughs> uh, no, I, honestly, I would never break up with Bratz, even Hell if we no. didn't do the podcast. Uh, I'd still be <laughs> checking in with him, you know, from time, because there's... That's nice to hear. Well, there's rare moments, you know, where I'm doing something, I'm like, God, I should call Bratz and tell him what I'm doing right now, like, because I think he might get a kick out of it, but... You know, it's one of them deals where I, I'm like, God, I should call him more often, but uh, I know he's busy. You got, uh, you know, small children or child, yeah, and got you got two song. business, two businesses you're running. I, I'm one of them guys that doesn't like to get caught up, even though it seems like I'm on the phone a lot. I, I hate calling other guys. And be like, so, so how's it been? You know, and Brock's like, oh, not much. I'm just fucking finishing a forty by eighty slab right now. What's going on, dude? You know, like. Yeah, you know, it's fun to catch up once in a while. Yeah, we didn't call each other enough over the summer. We don't talk every week, but every once in a while, Levi's farming up on my house or doing something silly, and where we get a good idea we want for the podcast again and call each other and yeah, laugh about that for a while. Then we forget about it because it's months ago. But so no worries, we're we're we didn't. We're break still going up. strong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we didn't break up. We might have had a couple hot episodes, but no. Yeah, there's it, no they, breaking. There up. was a lot of political tension in in the world at that time too. Um, <laughs> now there's just political blah. It, it is kind of getting to be a little bit bland. It's just super. It is. Bland. It's, it's getting Nothing, real. Re- nothing's getting done. Yeah, it's very repetitive. Even on the you know when you see the little memes and all this shit on social media, it's very very. I just scroll past it and I don't even read it. Oh, it's dude, just I don't even have it anymore. It's <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, so. I don't so, know how many months since I've had that. What's so, that one that starts with an F that's really oh, shitty? Oh, I know. Oh, my God, driving, dude. I thought about people it. Apart so, I don't have the app on my phone anymore, but I do hop on there once in a while. Just just like, literally. It's like the most divisive to, app. To literally, get. I go on there to literally look. And, and like, you know what I, the, the text I sent you earlier today about the old men, old crabby white men no, liking divisiveness or whatever? No, I don't even know if I saw But, it. like, all my old friends, like, I say old, like 60-year-olds are... And this is going to fall right into the, the uh, conversation that you called me about the other day, about the oh. old guys, about, you know, this place has gone to hell in a handbasket, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Your your generation's in big trouble. I'm glad I'm going to die before this country goes to the birds. Blah, 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 yeah, well, blah, thanks, my... bud. I'll tell my kid that, too. You know, I'll tell my son that, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's... But a, you're giving up. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. You know, I've been... Honestly, I remember getting told that when I was pretty young by maybe a couple of my dad's friends or whatever. And it, it, it fucks people up because they're like, Oh, I'm fucked. So I'm fucked. So then, you know, that attitude can drive even more divisiveness and even it can implement, it can inflame no matter what your political views, it can inflame your hatred or 
Like yeah, a, a it's type just of, not the right thing to say to anybody. The kids are like, come on, can you be a little bit optimistic by the silver well, lining? And the thing of it is, is we know, we know that as humans, we're not fucking stupid. We know that we're susceptible to economic downturns. We're susceptible to great depressions. We're susceptible to the disease. We're not any more fucked than the generations gone before, before us. us. Yeah, I mean, I think there was pandemics and right. epidemics and economic yeah, the depression and wars and like it had to be plenty of times when people went, "This country's fucked." Yeah, quit. Stop telling me that. You know, because because you know what? Honestly, it's completely irrelevant in my book. It's irrelevant. I'm still here. It's yeah. like gas prices going up. Doesn't matter if you yeah, bitch about them. I still need to fill my truck up. It's completely <laughs> irrelevant. It's it's you know and and uh, I mean. Yeah, we're, we're fucked, you know. And when you said that to me, I, I thought, you know, that's where, you, yeah, we may have some pol- political views that are different, but I kind of, my attitude to you towards it was like, dude, like I kind of thought I was the only one that people, like it kind of bothered me a little bit. I'm like, yeah, like I don't that, know what that, to say. Is that narcissist? Would that be narcissism? And I don't know if it's even always the older generation now. I think it's it's spread in, you know, they've pushed it into the younger folks and some people think that too, but I'm going to, I'm going to put it like uh, this. You're only as fucked as you want to be. I guess, you know, like I thought that we were definitely screwed when Donald Trump was elected the first. Yeah. He broke you in. (laughs) I mean, it's like, (laughs) I wanted to move, but I couldn't because somebody's got to stay here and fight and I love this place. Yeah. He broke you in like a well-worn glove. Also, we kind of made it through and now we're through and yeah, still kind of kind of feels through. like we're a little bit f- <laughs> still getting dragged through some shit, and yeah, I mean, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing happening. I don't know if if Republicans are happy that uh, absolutely nothing is happening and that our econ- everything is just stalled and our economy is damn near stalled because they won't. It's not even them that won't pass anything. There's even Democrats. Yeah, know? there's they a lot of uh, there's, there's two a, of them. No, there, what's their freaking, a mansion? Yeah, yeah, Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema. That are, you know, I've never heard of Kirsten. What is what is it? Kirsten Cinema. She's another oh. one. It's those two that won't have, won't, they won't sign vote. off on. Yeah, yeah. On, so you get forty-eight people that want to do it, and you could pass it because the Democrats got. Well, a I tell you, slight majority, but but they don't have those last two. So they must I, have uh, constituents in their or whatever you want to call it in their in their area that are calling and you oh, know, for sure. I'm sure they're Absolutely. trying to uphold their promises on what they ran on or whatever you know yeah whatever you know yeah to whoever gave them the most money but you know and i don't think that it's would be honestly legit that it i I don't like that it would take all 50 democrats to vote the exact same way and the vice president to pass something like i'd like it if it was 41 democrats and six republicans like it used to be like Like it used to be that's how it used to be why can't there just be a little bit of split between it like yeah that used to be like that and uh, i'll tell you you know here's my attitude towards it is on any bill you'd think that there'd be a few from either side that why are why is everybody so polarized you know the old establishment used to be you know more of a chivalry situation right you know what chivalry is well i'll say like uh, yeah a little bit more etiquette right so they used to be like okay we, we have to get something done here because, you know, they used to worry about their reputation, right? They'd be like, we're the worst Congress in history, you know, like like right now. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know, like well, now well, now it's like all they want to do is is appease these memes and shit we see on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they're rolling with them, okay? I honestly, as a... Well, they do. If that's the media and that's the social media... It's like they're falling into the trap. The, 
whatever news stations are, you know, that's what they talk about too. So it's kind of crazy. And it's both sides. And, uh, you know, Fox News says some bullshit on this side, and MSNBC comes back and says some bullshit on the other I side. I watched MSNBC like, the other day. They, they kind of. Uh, oh, I, I watched MSNBC the other day, and I was. I don't watch I was surprised at them, what they were reporting on. Um, it wasn't super. To me, it wasn't uh, that. What do you call it? Like, biased? It wasn't super biased towards any. It wasn't that. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Well, you'd have that even at the end when Fox News finally turned on Trump in the, well, at the end of his. They got know, a big theory behind that too. And, you know, they, you know, I have they do. No right? idea, but then Trump gets mad and says, "This ain't my station anymore. I'm well, creating my own media company." And blah. well, Fox like, News. There's one guy that told you no on Fox. That's it. And I saw something the other day where Fox News supposedly is owned by some Chinese media company, which who the hell really knows? But. Regardless, I, I can't watch Fox News anymore because I'll tell you, let me, let me get into something here real quick. Just a yeah. tangent of mine, right? Yep, for so, sure. So Fox News is, I, I, don't, I don't mind Fox News, some of the people on there, I guess. But when you're so, I guess, I, we call it maybe polarized. Yeah, one-sided. Right, right. Like, so, so, so there, there's a lot of people that truly believe that Fox News is... I mean, they really believe that Fox News is telling the truth every single every single night time, about right? Everything they say, and so I, I have Fox News on my pickup, you know, on one of the presets, right? So I'm driving and I'm listening, driving, thinking I'm going to get a good, good uh, tongue lashing from Fox News, like, and a lot of times I listen to Fox Business because then you get to hear what the markets are doing, yeah, and stuff, and you can kind of get an economic read that way, right, throughout the day or from day to day, sure. Well, I slipped over to Fox, and I, and I and this has happened more than once now, and it really fucking pisses me off. <laughs> and and so they're talking about like this progressive, you know, stuff that the that the left is trying to pass and stuff. The Green New Deal. Yeah, whatever, whatever it whatever was. I don't remember what the hell it even yeah. was. And they're like, and and they and they start union bashing, dude. You know, union bashing. Yeah. And I want to take that Fox News reporter. And fucking just union bash wrap him. His, I want to wrap yeah. his fucking head right off the desk. Yeah. And say, do you realize? You, you are just, I mean, to use anti-union rhetoric in a news organization, um, is, is, is like, uh, it's bad. It's, I think it's just bad business, mm -hmm. right? Cause I quit listening to them after that Yeah. because you can be a pro union conservative. There's a lot of them and that's a good part of their base, right? Mm -hmm. You can be a conservative and be pro union. It doesn't just because you're union doesn't mean you're a fucking but file and rank registered Democrat, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's what this country's founded on is the freedom to be in a union, vote for whoever you want every two years, whether it's a primary or whatever. Like, I just felt like, I just, I guess maybe I feel like I don't fit in with anybody. <laughs> yeah. I really do. You know, that's, and I think a lot of America, yeah. I think, I think right now there's a lot of guys like me that feel that way. Yeah. I think we both say that, that, you know, you're, you're the, you're the red and I'm the blue, but Neither of us are on the on the ends of the on the extreme ends of it. Or, I mean, we're both somewhere in the middle, and I, I I know everybody can't be in the middle, but it'd be nice if there were a few more folks in the somewhere in the middle ex, instead of out on the extreme pole. You know, and one thing we haven't mentioned, and we probably won't even talk about it no more, is the COVID thing. That's that's kind of yeah, right, man. I got my shot. One of them. Did uh, you? I mean, like for being a uh, well, so this was a 
was weird to me originally, and we talked about it last year, was I think originally it was like, I thought it was a Democrat thing, like, that was, hey, we're not getting the shots, this is crazy. And Republicans were like, be responsible. And then it flipped. And I well, here's all the, the Democrats went and got their shots, and the Republicans were like, no, this is our right not to. And so it, I, and I'm not saying I'm like, you don't carry it away. Yeah, yeah. But I just, we live in a small town. I live 13 miles out in the country. I don't literally run into very many people. And so, yeah, I mean, it took me like 14 months to get my first shot. But you probably did plenty of, here's my thing with it. Here's where I'm at. This is my stance on it. You, you obviously educated yourself uh, and you trust your own decision. I you listened know? to a podcast from the owner of Moderna is what I did. Oh, did you? Yep. And he talked about how, how close their company was, like messing with, uh, I don't know, RNA and stuff they that's been way, messing way, with over, already, though, way right? over my head. And for other things, different, almost like uh, different diseases, but super similar to coronaviruses. And so, you know, he talked about how fast it was for them to make it, but that nobody understood that they were already almost there before. And the... so even now, like he said in the future, if there are more of these similar types of viruses, we already have like 90% of what we need. So we will be able to come out with vaccines faster and faster because we've already done the research. It was vaccines took a long time before because they didn't, you know, they didn't yeah, have the capabilities I, to do the research they do now. That company just happened to be almost in the same pool as, uh, you know, the coronaviruses. And so they just, he said it, you know, it definitely took some hard work and some f- flipping around of their company to get it, that amount of production out. But that their well, technology was pretty much there. And I, I'm just, and I'm like, okay. My opinion on it is. This is, guy won my heart. <laughs> here, here's my opinion or, is. I'm just, I appreciate that we live in a country, and I shouldn't just say a country, in a society <clears throat> where we have the availability of a little bit of a scary, probably, virus or disease, and there is the option for people that want to protect themselves. Um, I'm happy we live in these times. Sometimes I feel, I haven't, I, I haven't been vaccinated. Sometimes I feel like, you know, well, you say, well, you know, if you're not vaccinated, you can spread it quicker. But then you read other sources that say, no matter what, it gets spread. It, it's irrelevant. It's kind of a. It's it's not even a factor in immunity. I'm not. Right? I'm not totally worried anymore because I feel like you know enough. Of even the people, if you weren't vaccinated, the, would you be worried? Not really. The only I don't thing think I you would be either. N- honestly, no. I mean, I spent uh, uh, the whole <laughs> pandemic <laughs> unvaccinated. Um, <laughs> the thing I just don't want to do is I don't want to lose my taste, man. Literally. I do not want to lose my taste. If I can't oh, taste man. a greasy steak or a burger, I'm going to lose my mind. I'm going to lose weight probably too, <laughs> is which is probably funny, a great. So I should have probably tried to get COVID made out with somebody that had COVID or something and lose some weight. What do they say? The best immunity is to get the, t- uh, that's what the I said. Vaccine? Originally it was like right away when, 
everything was going down a march or two marches ago or something. Yeah, you were like, I'm just going to get... Like, I'm going to run into the first person that has this and just stick my tongue in their mouth. I remember <laughs> when you like, said that, dude. Get it over with, Now man. they're saying that's the best immunity get is it over to have with. the vaccine and have the antibodies. Yeah, so, yeah, people get pissed. I, I know multiple people that have got the vaccine and have got COVID, and they're like, oh, that didn't work. And they're like, well, it never was said well, it was it's, 100%. It's, well, no, Maybe you got a lesser... Maybe the COVID didn't hit you as hard. It's supposed to help you create the antibodies to fight the disease. That's all. It's what we're saying about my kid right now. He's 14 months old, and every time he's got the sniffles or whatever, my wife gets worried. Or it's like, hey, this is what's supposed to happen. Like he's gonna get a cold. He needs to get these colds. You have to get him. Just think if he didn't, that'd be even more scary. Like let him stick his fingers in his mouth. It's fine kids gonna get ear infections and runny noses and fever but i mean literally they need to you need to so yeah i mean uh it's a it's a joke and i didn't realize that for many years that the vaccines were just giving you like a small amount of the disease almost to To create antibodies yeah so i mean i used to argue that about the flu shot i'm like oh you get the flu shot you get the flu and i still think that almost happens it it, it can happen uh I don't get the flu shot, and I don't get the flu. I haven't had the flu, and I don't. I don't remember. You probably how have long. some pretty strong antibodies. Yeah, maybe I got it wicked when I was a kid or something. You know, a couple times, but yeah, it's just like it is what it is. I think there's thing. plenty of people that haven't been vaccinated. If you want to get your vaccine, like myself, I'm gonna go get my second dose in like I don't know a week or two, and it didn't make me feel any crazier. My hands haven't fallen off yet. Well, I think some people, obviously, every body, every person's different, right? Yeah. So everybody's going to handle the disease different, and everybody's going to handle the vaccination different, you know? And that's why I think it was like a mandatory government mandated everybody has to be vaccinated. Um, I think well, I think they tried that on a lot of the government, <laughs> right? Like yeah. there's firefighters and well, police that are retiring all over the place. In a way, that's kind of claiming uh, claiming uh, religious religious uh, exemptions. Yeah, yeah. So in a way, that could be a huge liability too, because there will be side effects. There's no doubt about it. You know, any vaccine, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's, it's HPV vaccine, there's side effects. You know, and for to mandate somebody do that. Is there a vaccine for HPV? Yeah. Really? Yep. Yep. Oh, they, 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 yeah, actually, pretty much every teenager nowadays has them. Oh, really? That's I smart. <laughs> God <laughs> damn, I wish I'd have had it back in my day, you know? <laughs> when I had to make all them trips to the doctor. <laughs> Fuck the Moderna vaccine. I'm taking that one. <laughs> Holy shit, man. <laughs> Walked right into that Walked one. Walked right I? into that one. That was yeah. like T-ball for yourself. Fuck. <laughs> Oh, oh yes. man, but yeah, no, I mean, uh, well, that's good, too, because they, they update that stuff all the time, and that's something I've heard people before, you know, that don't even let their kids go to public school because you have to be vaccinated, but I, I, I don't know. I guess I I was, and I don't even remember what they are for, like, uh, not herpes, but, uh, you know. Uh, chicken uh, pox. Uh, chicken pox. And Did you know chicken pox chi- is a form of herpes? I don't know. Herpes is yeah, yeah, all it is, over. It's gonna be like on your feet or your face yes, or your dude. lip or your wiener. Or wow, I, that that other one's yeah, keep a little it sketchy. But yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, I didn't realize that like a cold sore was hurt. You know, like that was weird when I yeah learned I, that dude, stuff I, too. But yeah, I was vaccinated, so 
during this pandemic too at the end of it like if i did have anybody ask me like if i'd been vaccinated i'd say for what and they're like look at you and i'm like i I don't know like i've been vaccinated for tons of stuff but i literally don't even remember the names of it (laughs) and we're just like yeah because you and it's like covid you idiot like yeah well there is other vaccinations uh, too man no i haven't for covid yet but i have been vaccinated like i think there's a list somewhere my doctor has it like you have too, you idiot most likely so that's a good point hey actually you just brought up a pretty valid point though hey the whole did you want your polio vaccine? No, exactly. So, like, so you said, hey, you know, but my dog living in iron lung. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the point you just brought up, maybe inadvertently, even is my doctor knows. What, do you want to talk to my doctor? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You've been vaccinated. I'll talk to my doctor. See if he'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Right. I mean, because I, I Fuck just yourself. I just go off. <laughs> yeah. I just go off of what my doctor tells me to do. Honestly, I go in for physical. Last time I was in, I don't know, remember when it was. It was obviously dirt, not not that long ago. And I, I asked him if I should, you know, be vaccinated, da 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 da. And he's like, "Well, I don't. With your, you know, you're perfectly da 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 da. You know, I will. With your mental health issues, I would. Yeah, be. I wouldn't do it either. You might end up with a blood clot in the brain, and then you'll really go off the fucking rocker. No, I, I just I just do whatever the doctor advises. You know, they'll let you do whatever you want. You can do flu shots. I one time when I was. Uh, I brought Reese in for uh, her shots. It was, I don't know, it was like her three or four year shots or something. And she was not having it, you know. And finally, I think I told this story maybe to you. When she, she was young, Reese like 12, yeah, she, but yeah, you're saying when she was young, like Yeah, she was four. real young. Yeah, she was a little kid, you know. It's just her and I. I said, you know what, Reese? Because she was not going to have it. I mean, she was. I gonna, think most kids that go she's in there are going to yeah, have she's it. She's a stubborn little shit. So I said, you know, and I've always been on the premise of lead by example, right? I said, well, I'm getting a shot. And the doctor looked at me like, you are? I'm like, yeah. And I winked at him. And they said, well, which one do you want? And I said, I don't know, flu shot? So they gave me a freaking flu shot. <laughs> one so then, of them. I don't know, stick me with a fucking yeah, needle, Yeah, man. I was like, just stick me with a needle. Stick so then me she, with the fake one. Yeah, so, so I said, see, see, look. And they gave me a flu vaccine. And she was still like, nope. No, she, then she, we got her to do it. She Then she calmed down as soon as I was doing it, you know. Dude. You know, I, I, whatever. I, I honestly didn't like getting the flu vaccine either because it seemed like my it seemed like you would feel like shit. Yeah. You yeah. know, I can remember. I mean, I don't know if any kid loves going in there, but I can I can like vaguely remember it going to a doctor when I was like it was before first grade. It was in Minneapolis before I moved up north here. And I think they had to just prick my finger to get blood. And I think it took like five nurses to hold me. Like, yeah. literally, I, don't, I was screaming and fighting and kicking, and then they just click a little thing, and they're like, you're done. Like, oh, speaking oh of, my okay, gosh, so, and I think my mom still talks about it. Like, you were so scared, but they, they literally just held me down. It's so, like, speaking of getting sh- poked with shit. Ooh, I, I like got a this. story, dude. Getting Did the, you know what happened to me? I don't know. I feel like this is going to – is this – Okay, so okay, so we're farming. Oh, it was no. probably uh, late August, <laughs> early September. Okay, so we were getting ready to combine. I want to know where you got poked. Oh, what ha- what happened here? I'm gonna give you the rundown here. Okay, so <laughs> I've been just, I've been just like, uh, I I don't know if I need to up my meds or what, but I've been just going like a maniac, you know. Why would that? Well, what do you mean up my meds? Like you're well, too ADDD. You kind need to of get on some of them opioids well, because to slow well, you down. I'm still involved in the pipeline. Uh, okay, so Levi's been farming all summer. 
Yeah, and we ha- still got a job as yeah. a general manager for a pipeline company here in northern Minnesota. Yeah, and so it's I try busy to get, dude. I try to seize the day, you know, obviously I don't drink or nothing. So anyways, it was during the harvest of the canola and I had called some help in and I was kinda you know, when you call help in like whether they're hourly or, or you call in extra equipment from whoever, your neighbors or relatives or whatever, you, you're kinda sh- it's a, it, the game changes when mm-hmm. you start calling in help because it's costing you money, you know. So I'm trying to get ready, and what I did was, I was, I was going to fuel up the combine. My combine holds like 250 gallons of fuel, right? And my freaking pump is slower than molasses. Okay, so I had another piece of tillage equipment sitting. Uh, I had the harrows sitting in the shop. Yeah. And I was gonna, I was like, I had been looking at those harrows for like a week and a half, two weeks, and there, I had, I wanted to get them out of there. So I had, but I had to rebuild them. Like you got to take these big bars off. Right. So anyways, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go fuel up the combine. And then with that thing takes like a half hour to fuel up, you know? Yep. So I'm going to pull one of these harrows apart and see how long it takes me. So I know, you know, what it's like here. Time it. Yeah. Well, kind of. So I knew, cause I had three or four of them to do, you know? So I'm trying to drag these harrows around my shop. It's definitely either a forklift job or a two man job. Yeah. Um, and these harrows have like been big, up, like two foot tines, tines stick yeah, down big in the two dirt. foot tines. And so I had, I, I was dragging on one of these harrows and it kind of like was leaning up against something else in my shop and I pulled on it and it got awkward and I, and I fell back and lifted up on it and then I dropped it down and I, I thought it stubbed my toe. Well, <laughs> I'm I kind of, I kind of did a, I kind of did one of those, ah, oh, fuck, you know? And uh, I kind of limped around a little bit and I'm like, God, I looked down at my boot and there was a little, right, right where your big toe is. There was a little, like a, like a little a dent, like a dent almost, you know. And I was like, Uh-oh. I couldn't have gone all the way through. Well, so I'm looking at it, and I'm walking around the shop, and I'm, I'm looking at it. It took me about a minute or two, and <clears throat> I'm like, oh, that, that definitely, more than likely, hit the skin. So I pull my boot off. There's a hole in my sock, a pretty big hole, and. So I pull off the sock and I'm looking at no it. No blood. And it's not very much, but huh. I could. But it felt wet on the bottom of my foot, which it confused me. Yeah. Because it hurt on the top so of my like foot. Cold or something weird. Yeah. So I pulled the sock off, and Cash came out. It must have been in August because he was he was there. It wasn't school yet. I said, Cash, what? You know, wiggle what? my toe. He's got this. No, he's got this kind of like this super what? annoyed attitude all the time. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> I said go I said go get your mom now. I said I think I might have put one of these things through my foot cuz I couldn't see the bottom of it, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so Teal comes running down. She comes out there. She's like, hey, "What's going on?" I said, "I I didn't want to tell her." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cuz it was a fucking dumb, stupid dumb thing. accidents. I said, yeah. "I think I might have put something through my foot. Something through my foot, you know." So she goes, "Get your foot up." So I put it up and she goes, "Yeah, She's looking at the bottom. She goes, yeah, there's definitely, it's blood coming out of the bottom. It wasn't bleeding through the top. But it's, it was confusing because the, the hole so tell was... Tell me r- it broke your toe and pushed the bone the out the bottom? It was right in the top of my toe, right? So I'm like, she goes, I think we're going to have to go in. And all of a sudden, I got like dizzier than fuck. <laughs> and fucking just about passed out. I said, Teal, we got to go now. I was going to throw up. Yeah, you were in shock so originally. She takes, yeah. So she takes this yellow freaking 
Ronning's bag, which is a little shop, shop we have in town. town. Yeah, little plastic And like bag. wraps my foot in it, right? Just just nothing else. And just like, get and it. I hobble out to Don't the back. Don't bleed in my vehicle. Yes, dude, that's exactly <laughs> what she said, right? Do not bleed in my vehicle. So she's told the kid, she's like, well, you guys are on your own. We had my, I think Cash was there. And we had, somebody came over. My aunt and uncle that lived next door came over. And, uh, or whatever. I don't know how it went down. But anyways, yeah, I go into the, going to the ER. I go into the ER and they're like, what happened? And you know, so you got to try to explain this. So I actually had to pull up a picture of a hair tying on my phone. Yeah. And I'm trying to explain to these, these guys what happened, you know? And, uh, so anyway, I go in there and the doctor, he was, he, he was nice. He, he, he figured out what I had done and he washed it out real good. And what happened was, is that tarot tine went in the top of my toe and somehow missed the bone and came out the ball of my foot. And I have no idea how. I really don't. Sideways, you mean. Somehow. Yeah. But those harrows are razor sharp when they've been used like that from yeah. dragging across the ground. So anyway, the doctor, though. So he what scre- do you mean? How did it not cut the top? I don't know, dude. Huh. It, no, no. I'll show you. Yeah, maybe it just pinched the bottom. I'll show you what happened. Oh, yeah. This is great. Get your dirty socks no, off dude. and so it went in right there and it came out the down on the bottom like right the, on the joint in, like it in went between. through the joint and what what's messed up is i've had surgery on that foot too it's like a magic trick it was like a magic it, trick and the doctor still didn't really understand in fact the doctor that stitched me up said hey i can't find the hole in the bottom well, then the nurse found it, and they actually had to put, like, four stitches in the bottom, too. Oh, jeez. It was weird, dude. Huh. So they stitched a little cut in the top that wasn't bleeding and a yes. hole It was in a the Houdini bottom. accident. So it pushed your joint apart, snuck through the... I, I guess. Tendons. Oh, dude. I don't know about that. And Can I have no side effects. anymore? So that, I got a... I had a buddy quite a few years ago. Well, probably six, seven years ago. Um... Maybe more than that, maybe eight, nine years ago. We worked for a construction company up north here. And uh, I'd see him in the summertime, and he dated one of my friends from this town. So he kind of popped in here and there. And honestly, I even forget his name. He's from Carlstead, um, small town in northern Minnesota. But anyway, so he, uh, I ran into him in a bar like one summer here. And he had a cane, and he's 24 four years old or whatever and i'm like what dude you know so we'll say his name's john is it a fashion statement or like, is what, <laughs> what's with the cane buddy you know and he's like oh man i'm back i'm working for this construction company again he goes they got me a loader that i can i can get in and i can run it he goes you didn't hear what happened to me huh i'm like I, no do i want to fill me in he goes same thing a harrow which like it's a big thing with these big metal tines and when you have a wide one it has two wings on it that flip up so you can drive it down the road right pull it down the road and like the stupid accidents that you're never supposed to happen and you hear of happening and you say it's never going to happen to me they were working on it and you're supposed to have these safety pins in just in case the hydraulics don't hold which they didn't have these safety pins in and the hydraulics didn't hold and he was with his dad and his brother and a big side of this thing fell down, and like how big's like like a twelve twelve by it, twelve? It, yeah, or, it could be. I know? mean, they're fucking. They're 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 enough weight. Well, like to it crush looks like somebody. a medieval. Like like a you can imagine this like medieval thing gate slamming on a dude on yeah, the ground, dude, and it stuck just, like through his leg, through his back, and one into oh the top of his head. And 
and he, he like he lived. He goes, feel the top of my head. You can feel this spot where it so he was completely crippled. Punched from through, it. like I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, but this was like eight months later that he was back working for this construction company, and literally he's like, dude, my dad, and you know, he goes, they thought I was dead. I mean, what do you do in that scenario when you're looking yeah. at your brother or your son and he just got slammed by this farm equipment? But, yeah, so, that's your story was minimal compared to that. But that's, that's, one, that's the same thing. It's just one of those things that you go, don't do that. Oh, I'm good. I've done this a hundred times. Well, that's And then all of a sudden, boom. That's kind of one thing working on the pipeline has done for me is even though I'm pretty rammy and I, I, I get pretty pretty fired up, you know, especially – when my own farm's on the line, especially now that I've actually proved that I made it through this year and I can make it through the next year, you know? Hey, did you make it this year? Yeah, the bankers yeah. aren't coming? Not yet. You said I mean, last year, you said uh, we're meeting with the bankers, ain't it coming for the farm yet. <laughs> we're not having an auction yet. I think Woo! we're going to make her in the next year. Yeah, we did, baby. We did okay. Um, I like it. But, but anyways, go, Levi. you think about it, you know, if you think about it, one bad accident on your operation, whether it be a farm or a business or a con- con- concrete business, one one bad one misstep by the by me or you or the owner, you know, one bad accident on the highway or you don't know in this Sue Happy Society, well, right? Or whatever. And, if it's and, a guy working for you or maybe right. just a day laborer, you're paying three hundred so bucks cash to come help for the day. It, it would totally change the way. So you know, I always think in my head whenever I you know, have a close call or whatever, you think to yourself, how would this change? How would this, how would that have changed my outlook on how I run my business? And there's a, there's a, you know, there's always, your your outcome is always, I probably wouldn't fucking do this anymore. It's a good thing to reflect on those things instead of just laugh about it and go, (laughs) got lucky. No, I don't, I don't do that because uh, I I always, if that happens again, it might not go this good. I'll give you a good example. Be this lucky. I'll give you a good example. You know, you know where my shop house is now. That's all done too. So yeah, still um, haven't came and got a tour. Yeah. (laughs) So, so I'll be there. I will say, um, uh, you see that? Anyway, I'll say, you know, the way my house is situated on the main highway and op- operating, you know, bigger, heavier equipment, I always go around to make sure I'm either turning right off the highway. You know, I'm, I never want to be turning left off the highway with equipment ever, ever, because I actually, it might take me sometimes an extra 20 minutes to yeah. a half hour. Yeah. To sit there and wait for gap in traffic because right. you're on a main highway. Yes. And, and it, if it takes me an extra 45 minutes to a half hour every time I run a tractor or something in there or a pe- over a semi, somebody rear-ending your equipment, it would make for just a terrible day. I, I saw it one time, and the reason why I do this is south of the town here. I saw this you, was probably 10 years ago. Act, oh. No, they were um, they were delivering a piece of equipment to a farm on a trailer, and I was behind the semi with the tractor in, a, in a, like a low boy, like an equipment trailer. And I, I, I saw this car coming behind me, and they were coming fast and hard and hot. And they must have been running late. You know how it is. You're, yep. you're in a, they're going to pass you. Yep, they're going to pass me. And I didn't have my left blinker on, but the truck in front of me did. And that truck started swinging out, and that low boy was totally across that other lane. And I saw that car coming, and it was an older car. It looked like something something out of, uh, I don't know. But I've never seen a car. All four Someone, wheels. I don't know. All four wheels fucking locked up, just skidding sideways down the highway, dude. I looked over and they got stopped, dude. And there was two little no, kids. Oh, they in that, didn't hit it. No, there was two little kids in that car, and I'll never forget that, dude. They would have completely, completely 
Yeah. It would have been a really ugly deal. It would have changed my life. And I wasn't Absolutely. even part You'd of it. would have been the first one on the yes, scene. Yes, I saw it firsthand, you know. And, and so I always think of that, like, there's always going to be somebody that's not paying attention. How do I know that? Because I've been that guy that's not paying attention. Yeah. I'll admit it. Yeah. You know, so uh, on the uh, Peace Grenades podcast, safety is always paramount. Safety you know? is a priority. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I hear you. You got to have, you got to have, you got to protect yourself and protect whoever. I got a buddy that bought some land just recently and uh, with a buddy. Two of them bought it and uh, together, and they're talking to the banker. And the banker said, "You know what? You get this. We'll get you the money for it, but we're gonna you're gonna have to figure out a business and LLC for this land and file as an LLC and get everything in writing. You guys can't just be buddies that bought land together. I mean, you can, but run it like a business, but you shouldn't because you know." He said, "I'm not gonna tell you that your buddy would do this to you. Most won't." But every once in a while, you have these crazy scenarios where, and he gave him an example. He said, absolutely true story in Wisconsin. He said, two friends own land together. One son, one of her, their sons climbs up the tree stand, falls and breaks his back, you know, and there was nothing in writing. and uh, A lawsuit ensued. Yeah, a lawsuit ensued. And, I mean, the guy was, the, the one was super rich, you know, and he hosed him, took everything. I mean, and he's just like, you know, you kind of got to watch out for yourself yeah. here and there you never know that, that safety have insurance play it yeah. safe i mean always do the extra step always go the extra step to check your surroundings yeah. i mean you can I, take risks but don't don't take risks with your with your lives and other people's lives take them with your business or they can take your money or something well, but don't let it that's just like northern horizon crazy my boss you know you'd think as a company owner you know he would you would think in, in this capitalistic, you know, cutthroat, you know, kind of business, yeah. you know, especially the oil and gas business, you know, you, you know, in, in the plant and power plant business, you'd think that, um, people would want to be, you know, whatever it takes to get it done, you know, climb up a 60 foot ladder and go up there and rig that up there. But he's the, he is the total I think opposite. That it, I think that that's how those industries started and so they had to be regulated more because probably but you ever watch like oh what's there will be blood the beginning of that yeah i have and that guy's like digging well, the first oil well and the big pipe falls down and smashes his face it's super graphic like well the first scene in the movie and it's I re- like for sure i remember a sketchy industry even when i started on the pipeline like they didn't require like double eye protection and some of this other stuff in it you know, there was a lot of stuff that was really tedious that we had to start doing. And like I said, well, if it gets that far, I'm quitting, you know. Well, I never well, did. You, well, you didn't wear your head cover and you got metal in your ears. Yeah, exactly. Whatever, I didn't know? wear earplugs when I was told to wear earplugs and I got slag in my ears, for example. And I'm paying for that for the rest of my life because if I get cancer in my head or in my body until they change an MRI machine, I can't be in an MRI machine. Yeah. You know, because of uh, because of what the happened. metal out of your head. Yeah, I will, you know. So I'm I'm a direct example of what not to do. You know, I tell my kids that all the time. <laughs> I think they know that. <laughs> yeah. Your wife tells them that. And what, no. my, Cash has definitely got more brain power than me. <laughs> Sometimes he's just like, Dad, just just shut up. Yeah, the other day, oh, my God, dude, I got a funny story about him. I, he would get so mad if he knew how much I talked about him. But the other day, Teal's like, guys, I've... I've, I've got a surprise for you. And they're like, what? You know, like, are we all getting 
Like new dirt new snowmobiles or something. Yeah. I don't know, you know. And I, and I knew what the surprise was, and I was like, I was like, uh, don't build it up. Like, uh, yeah, this. don't. Yeah, exactly. Like, she's like, well, after Christmas, we're all gonna we're gonna go with your cousins and stuff out to the Wisconsin Dells to a water park. And Cash is like, oh, uh, <laughs> you know, right. And what? Reese is like, she's almost thirteen, so she's like, oh, cool, you know, like, yeah. like okay. that's. A, but here's the thing: I don't think they realize. They've never been to a real fucking water. I mean, when I've I say never been to the Dells. when I say water park, these things are fucking water Wisconsin parks. Wisconsin Dells. Yeah, like yeah. like dad. Never like, been there. People like say it's sweet. It like dad lame. fun. Like the lame. The name just makes it sound like it's like something like out old in people, cow right? Country yes. or something. So anyway, cash. So Teal's like expecting this fucking big reaction. <laughs> you know, we're riding the pickup or whatever. You know, coming from town or something. Hockey. I don't even know what it was. And cash like. Little 15, 15 seconds later, he goes, Mom. She goes, Yes. Is there anything to eat at home? <laughs> Is there anything to eat at home? No questions about the new adventure. Yeah, it the just, trip. Went. just like, Can we have macaroni tonight? That's what he asked her. <laughs> and I just looked at her and she just kind of smiled and shook her head and just went, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. We spoiled these kids too much already. Dad or Mom, is there anything to eat at home? Nope. <laughs> Nothing. We only eat food in the Dells. That's the next time you're going to eat after I, Christmas. That's your new treat. Yeah, you know, you could have told... I just... I don't know, dude. Like, I'm... Sh you know, here's my thing is, like, I'm actually excited about it because I want to see... Kind of, I, I kind of want to judge their surprise when they get actually get there because I've been told that there's a ride there that you get in and it's a box you get into. Yep. And the bottom just drops out of it. And okay. you drop like 60 feet. Oh, it's like the Tower of Terror in yeah. Disney World or yeah, something. It, I remember it, going there and riding up this thing. And you like go through. You sit in this thing with 16 people. And you go through a little, I don't know. I suppose it's like a roller coaster that brings you up and through this room. And up an elevator. And that was pretty fun when I was young. I mean, if they got something like that in the Dells. I mean, it brings yeah. you up. I, I think the Tower of Terror, I couldn't say how tall it is, if it's 100 feet or what, and, but they get you to the top, and then they open up the doors, and you're looking out. I suppose it was kind of scary. Yeah, I was, I, I I was like eight. I think it's the real deal. And when I go to places like that as a dad, I I more admire the, I guess, the engineering and the work, the workings behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, you're I'm a welder. You're like yeah. looking at the... <laughs> wow, you don't want me looking at the, the welds. I'm like, yeah, stay the at, fuck off that one. Yeah, you're not going on that <laughs> roller coaster. Look at that guy who's tacking it together right now. No, so a lot, a lot of what Dude, amazes... I, I don't think that it places like that i do think that when the county fair comes to town i know here in dude Rozo, i was just gonna say like, that the same rides that were the, when we were kids 25 years ago and you're like literally this is the same one exact same yes, one that's dude. back here and still. you see these little tack welds all over there right <laughs> and you're like i'm sitting there going jesus i don't think that guy that built that fucker was union no 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 he's he's i'm guessing those probably most... better than union he's in a camper out back there and he fixed that thing every yeah, every stop on the trip he's yeah, tacked look, it together you look at those welds and like i've done welds on the pipeline where like they're they're like they're almost perfect the thing of it is out there on the pipeline when you're welding and I hope you do get some welders that listen to this. But you know, when you're welding out there, a lot of times you set your you set your your own standards, kind of. So when an inspector gets to know you, and you're putting on some nice, really nice stuff continuously, and then you kind of you you kind of fuck something up a little bit, but it's still within code, you know, because we know all the codes to weld by. 
but he might see it and make you fix it. You know, it's it's even because though. it's not perfect because yeah. he knows it's not the best you can give him, right? Yeah. Well, I look at them rides and I'm like, holy Christ! You know, there's lives. There's literally it's 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 they lives call lives flipping around in right. those carts. They, they but be, there's still never one that's flown off. I've I never know, seen dude. one here. I, I won't go on the it. I won't go on the Ferris wheel because I sit there and freaking stare at the welds when I'm in the little box and I'm like, you know, I don't necessarily. I'm just like, if that weld looks like that, what are the ones that I can't see look like? <laughs> That's my thing. That's your industry. That's what happens when you're in an industry. I, I screen parent apparel. So when I go to places, I like grab their clothes and stretch the design and see if it cracks or see if and it if looks. And I bet you a guy'd be surprised at how crappy or, you know, try to figure out, oh, this looks really good. How was this even screen printed? Or, you know, if you're a carpenter, you look at uh, trim, trim work it, and who uses too much wood putty. You like know? when I, when it's I go to what it is when you. When I when I go see things like that though, like the water park, one thing I guarantee I'm going to be amazed at is, you know, they're going to pump all this water like 60 feet in the air, right? And they're like using all this electricity and all these resources to to make this fun, uh, what do you call it, like recreational facility, stuff, yeah, facility, yeah, right? Sure. And then and then the first thing I think to myself is, you know, I think about, ah, this is a pretty good country. You know that? <laughs> that we can just shoot water around yeah. it, squirt guns. That's exactly like what adults, I think about, right? Like adults can go and use giant squirt guns yes, and that. ride big inner tubes down water parks. That's, that's and... what I think about. I'm like, <laughs> I, so then, I, then I'm like, my, my attitude is like, like, you know what? Facebook may not agree with there this. Are, dude, there are adult, I mean, you get Dave and Buster's, like adult arcades where you get booze and get yeah. bowl and so, play so, arcade <laughs> games. It's not like... Be, yeah. Yeah. So you're still in a pretty good country. Like, yeah. Do you know what I say so to myself? All those people that say this country's going to the shit. I'm gonna tell them go to Wisconsin Dells. They're pumping ass, water sixty fucking and go feet. Go shoot here. some little kid with like a sixty foot water cannon and knock him over and tell him. Yeah. Tell you, me how shitty it is. Tell me if yeah. you don't fucking giggle a little bit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know I'm looking around at these spots. Even the, even the Thief River Water Park, which is just a uh, just a little dot on the map compared to the Dells. The you know Dells. I even go there and I'm like. I don't give a shit what Facebook says. This is pretty damn nice living here, you know. <laughs> yeah, don't listen to don't listen to all the all the divisive media out there. I mean, that's what it's there for. It, that's ratings, you know. It's ratings. Is Most that what polarizing it is, stuff gets ratings to yeah, keep absolutely. people on it, right? To keep yeah. people on it. Yeah. Look at Tucker Carlson. Tucker Car Carlson is like Fox's news. Fox News is golden boy now. Because he started, he's just like at, he got his first gig like accidentally because one correspondent didn't show up and he was like in the mail room and he, like, he went kind of outrageous. Yeah, well, you no, he wasn't even then. He was just like that was his first gig. He's gotten more and more and more and more outrageous, but he he bitches about everything and he has nothing to bitch about. He is like a multimillionaire. He's uh, had money since he was a tiny kid. His his mom owns like Swanson microwave dinners. Or whatever, which was oh, like really? huge in the 80s. Yeah, he's like a prince to the Swanson TV dinner kingdom. Well, fuck him. Yeah, he's got, dude, he's got money and money. He grew up in fucking, you know, tying his sweater around his neck. And okay, and, and now he gets and acts like he's like a working man bitching about everything. And Swan, you know, me off. It's, oh, I got a question for you that I've been thinking about a lot lately. Let me ask you this: You ever eaten a Swanson TV dinner? Fuck no! <laughs> I, I haven't had a TV dinner. You, you know what I do? Mayonnaise like mayonnaise sandwiches growing yeah, up. Yeah, no didn't shit. Didn't even have to eat Swanson shitty so, microwave uh, dinners. I've got something. I listened to a podcast the other day, and I, I try not to roll our podcast into like 
the material of other podcasts well, like the Rogan show and stuff, but it's hard not to because well, it depends what you listen to. I it, listen to a lot of uh, like four different podcasts. And so, yeah, you get information off. Well, that. and so, I think it's more accurate and more in depth than. Yeah. than news. Joe Rogan is. is out there. I, I do. I, I have listened to I, seasons of Joe Rogan, but uh, I list, I was listening to Rogan the other day. Like myself, he drops like way too many F bombs and it get it like. Yeah. Well, so I I was listening to Rogan the other day. He had a really interesting guest on there, and he yep. was uh, he had wrote a couple books about kind of the big Monsanto. Kind of, he was uh, he was a proponent like of Monsanto killing bees or something. No, or? he was more along the lines of he he wasn't like an activist. He was more of a information only kind of guy. Yeah. Okay, so I think if you get the information in some areas, you seem like an activist when you're just actually the only, saying the, the truth. Only, well, the only thing is, is you can always tell the truth, but you don't have to tell everything, right? So there was a few things. Well, number one, the question so I had. What, what's that even called? So it's not a white lie, but when you tell the truth, but you don't tell the, you don't tell have, it half truths. You're right, telling half You don't truths, have to give up right? some information, right? So everything he said was true. Um but there was he kind of was a he was he was kind of an activist for i would say a, a healthier you know the way we grow our food right yeah cuz rogan you know he says that which he's probably right um i don't know what the term for it is but essentially and this is about farming we're going to get into yeah, some yeah, farming yeah. here like so agriculture the chemicals so, that go into farming so this guy I'd was imagine, this right? guy this guy was the way he had he had kind of come to the conclusion that we need to be more growing um our own food on a more small scale yeah on a more uh grassroots level yeah. like local and he was a huge local gardens neighborhood he, gardens and he had done okay so he had done a when you say things like uh what do they call them catchphrases right when you say some things like well they're spraying roundup okay well, I don't he, know if that's a catchphrase. That's just, yeah. I well, mean, they're but, spraying Roundup in gallons and gallons and hundreds of thousands of gallons. Roundup is produced in Utah, and I found that out on the podcast. And it, there's he, he wrote a couple books on industrial waste. That's yep. what he actually wrote the books on. Yeah. He'd be a, it'd be an interesting read. But when you say you're spraying Roundup, I think a lot of the, a lot of the um, listeners or whatever, they assume that you're buying tankers full of Roundup from this plant in Utah and you're putting directly in your sprayer. Well, it might not be Roundup, but it's glyphosate is what he's talking well, about, right? Well, right, glyphosate. So, so that's not how it works, though. If, if he if he actually told the full truth and said, we're only spraying 32 ounces of Roundup uh, per application. Per Sometimes acre or per, 32 ounces per well, acre. it's concentrated. Right. right? So, so you dilute it. Right, but he, he, he doesn't tell the whole truth. And I wish there's one... I'm not a critic of Rogan at all. I think he just lets he. One thing I really respect about him is he lets people say their piece. He does, and he doesn't he, interrupt them. He oh, doesn't dude, argue with them. He's good at that. He no, is very I mean, good at that. He will ask him a question. I've watched a couple of them where he disagrees, but he will let he them. He disagrees, and he, you can see him sitting there and watch his brain like steaming, and he just kind of holds it in. And uh, yeah, he, he he's good at it. He lets them get their piece out, and then he asks them usually pretty logical questions after. You know, he does get fired up here and there and go on little rants, but he, he's he, pretty good. And he takes on tough, some tough stuff too. He had Doctor Sanja Gupta on there the other time, and I had to listen. Yeah, to that, that was the one when he called him out about like, yeah, what is what what news does he work for? CNN. CNN. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah and Sanja CNN was like, 
Well, tell me the story. I don't even remember. Well, like, did so, Joe? No, so it, did Joe Rogan take that fucking uh, horse shit? Well, okay. So hopefully, okay. So for people that listen to this podcast, obviously, probably listen to Rogan, so they probably know the deal. So what happened was, yeah, but I don't. So tell me, Joe, Joe Rogan took ivermectin. Oh, he did. Okay, so but ivermectin has like been around since the nineteen forties. Yeah, not necessarily just a horse. It's drug. Used, he it's, said it's used for better, Well, it's used for both uh, USDA or not USDA FDA. For human consumption mm -hmm. in killing parasites so say you got lyme's disease yeah they will use ivermectin for that certain it's, things in humans correct and they also do use it for parasites in animals in different doses and different versions of it so he got mad because they're making it look like one thing well they did and and so he got pissed off right so somehow this somehow he had gotten in contact with this uh cnn medical sanjay correspondent gupta. sanjay gupta right yep. and he had him on the show, and I had to listen because I'm like, oh, I watched that one. But yeah, I'm like, is Rogan uh, gonna mean, fucking lose it here or what? So he didn't. No, but he just made him say that it wasn't right that that's how they did it. And, like, and, and Sanjay Gupta agreed with him. Yeah, he has to. He's on the spot. Well, like, no, I not mean, only that you know? is he did agree with him because it, I, you, dude, one thing that we need to remember with these. But also, Joe Rogan did take ivermectin, which is is a horse it medication. It is. It is. It is, it is, it is a. Fucking so, equine so that medication. Kinda, yeah, so that kind of goes so back. That it, they use it for horses also, and they do use it for humans on some so, things, but so not so this it, necessarily. It kind of goes back to how you use information, right, in your brain. So you don't want to, just like the glyphosate thing, right? I wish that there was a way we could farm without using any chemicals. Well, you okay? can't be as productive, right? But you yeah, could. So, farm so, without them like my wife is adamant about it now she does not she like buys anything that says doesn't have glyphosate that's well, all the ad has to say and she's like oh this is this so is i i grew this year i grew i did grow organic hemp and it, it did not do what we wanted it to do really it just it just didn't but it, we didn't give it a lot of chance either because it did come out of some some uh, CRP, which is in the uh, reserve like program. Like the first year of yep. busting a field Yeah, we, so out. we busted a field out, and we decided, you know what? We can buy the hemp seed. It's We, we did 380 acres of it. Nice. That's a lot, and it, it didn't perform. Um, but I will say the conditions this year were more adverse than supposed most. supposed to grow like weed, like you don't even touch it. And, and it, it did in areas. It did in areas. I think the ground gets a little bit, when it sits like that for 25, 30 years, it just you don't get the carbon exchange to get the nutrients in the, okay. the the different you know biologic activity that's usually happening. Yeah, you get some areas that were lower and didn't yeah. get tilled in as good. Exactly, that's exactly like. what it was. And what happens is the existing weeds that were already uh, you know already developed and already there. They all grew your weed. They all grew our our weed. I mean, yeah, yeah, we're yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So so needless to say, we did we did. I have two bins full of organic hemp right now, and the inspector was just up and inspected, and she signed off on everything. And so yeah, I do have organic hemp seed in two bins right now. Nice. And, and uh, you know, one other thing on Rogan is uh, I was listening to him the other day, and it really, I I was what really. I don't worship the guy at all. I do like I do respect starting to sound like it. Well, I do respect bit. the way he listens, but he brought up something the other day. So so they were talking about industrial waste, right? Yeah. With this guy. PFAS. And he and he started talking about hemp yeah. or plastic and stuff, right? Yeah. And he goes, Yeah, and they he goes, Yeah, back in the forties, you know, they invented this machine called the decorticator, right? And so that's one machine that Luke and I, my partner looked up now. We well, we had been dealing on one in Canada and 
you know, they're starting to manufacture What's these decorticators, decorticators again. Decorticators. What they do is they separate the hemp hull from the herd, or the, the, the herd, the hull, and the fiber. Okay. okay. So they're starting to build these machines again, and I'm like, this motherfucker. Because people don't realize <laughs> right? that it used to be an industry. Yeah. So I'm like, I was sitting in the tractor ditching up in the hemp field when he brought it up, and I'm like... This motherfucker stole my idea. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, we've been we've been talking to the Canadians, and we. Dude, this I is. A, I, I think like, I think if, yeah, I don't have well, the money thing for it, is, it, but I think a hemp processing facility is like a gold. It like is the gold rush. Right it is, now. but it's such a it's, it's it's almost like it's a it's like a okay. If I could describe the hemp industry, yeah, it's like a bunch of turtles trying to run like, walk or waddle. <laughs> Whatever like a 50 do. mile land race, right? Like it's just like it's just a slow <laughs> giant consuming giant machine movement that's yeah. going so slow. And there's slowly these little turtles are getting ate up by uh by the the hawks, you know? <laughs> and 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 like when I say little turtles, I'm talking about these guys that saw hemp, you know, 3 years ago get legalized and they wanted to all grow it in their backyards, right? Well, those yeah. guys are getting they're getting shut down. Like not not shut down, but they're get they're realizing that there's actually professional farmers out there that grow this shit. That are going to do it. Yeah. Yes. There's there's guys that... My seven acres aren't going to do nothing. Yeah. There's professional farmers out there that... And, that you know, a lot of those people are, are probably angry at guys like myself, maybe even, because... You know what? It we're the big it, industrialists. It you happens know? in lots of industries, but I'm happy if the big industrialists push hemp and it helps I every industry. I think it, it needs it. helps our carbon footprint and it helps... All sorts of industries. Well, I'll tell like you right now. You no, get biodegradable. Uh, well, I don't even know if it's plasticware anymore, right? They right. use forks and spoons, and I had one the other day, and I'm like, the backside, it says biodegradable. I'm like, what? I told my wife, though. I said, we should throw this out in our grass and see how long it sits <laughs> in our yard. Well, because you know? I'll, I'll tell you. Film it on time lapse and see if this biodegradable spoon. I'll tell you right now where we're at in the hemp industry is from the research we've done, the trip to Colorado, we've got some samples out of some finished product out to some other out. It's a, it's like this long, slow, kind of painful, you know, well, money. Like for myself, and like I can't get textiles, I can't get apparel made out of hemp. Right. I, I mean, you can through like very few tiny dealers. And it's get high dollar shit, things. man. And it's like you can make. Instead of cotton, it could all be hemp. It could right. all be hemp, and it can be way more efficient and way more manageable. Well, way less pesticides. And one thing I don't think the hempsters will call them really understand, you know. And I'm not not talking down to these guys. They they want to be involved in the business as well. And I don't even know if I'm going to grow any hemp next year until we get until we can see a little more progress on the fiber end of things. Um, but one thing I will say is you cannot feed a paper mill um, 50 weeks out of the year with seven acres or you cannot feed yeah. a, a cardboard plant down in St. Cloud. Cardboard plant. I mean, so many you, businesses you, like re the restaurant industry is going away from foam to go boxes and it's all paper. It's all recycled paper yep, again. You can't and for so, so many food products and different things. So that could all be hemp too. And you it's, can't, you can't. So are you saying you waste the fiber right now? Right like now. You're right now. It's, your seeds. Yep. And that's it. And the fiber just well, gets the fi fiber up, back out on the field. The fiber up there was, uh, so the cousins over in, uh, you know, just west of here, yep. they bailed their fiber this year because um, they had nice clean fiber. I actually combined their hemp for them. Yeah, yeah you told me you came over yep. and combined um, theirs. They had some very, very nice looking fiber. 
yeah. uh, stem or what do you call it? Uh, straw, hemp straw. Yeah, stems. Um, that stems was some of the beaners. some of the <laughs> nicest looking stuff I've ever been in. I mean, it was unbelievable. Which and, is like year and, two, so. dude. And that was like the sticky icky over there, dude. The inside of my combine. <laughs> <laughs> was like resin city icky. dude that yeah, might no, be inside that's of my one of, that's one of levi's calls to me throughout <laughs> the farming season as he goes dude i've been combining this hemp for my cousin over west it was 20 these, miles west it was of here, the skunkiest the inside i thought he said stinky and i was like dude really like it stinks i didn't think it was that potent then it took me a second, and I was like, oh, he said his combine is so sticky. Yeah, this it's like the, the sticky, sticky icky, dude. <laughs> it was like stuck to the inside of my windshield, like this weird resin resin type of shit, you know? <laughs> and that was like, that. so that plant was... Scraped it off and put it on the end of a cigarette. <laughs> it didn't no, do nothing. So I like, I like had to crawl in my combine when we got done over there and change my combine back over to, uh, I think for soybeans, I'd come back over there and... spray it out with No, shit. dude, like, it was... Like it, it was like somebody had taken like a mixture of engine oil and fucking I don't know washcloths, yeah, molasses, and ran it through the inside of my machine. <laughs> and uh, I, like I got done, and I like I was driving back after one night of combining over there, and I was speeding. You know, I'm like, I, th- I thought I'm like, if I get fucking pulled over, dude, they're gonna be like. This dude is for sure either selling, <laughs> hauling, <laughs> hauling it or something. Like we're gonna figure out where he's coming from. You know, I don't even know. Does it smell like weed? He, totally. And that stuff was really for some reason. Okay, so they had a variety over there that was um, it was there was no male plants, so it was all females, which okay. means they all produce seed. Yeah. So they were self. I'm not sure how the pollination works because the way that like the X59, the stuff I grew or grow normally. Um, you have male plants that actually flower and then they pollinate, pollinate everything. the females. Yeah. And then the, actually the male plants with hemp die. They so just they die had, off. They had like a genetic variant. Yeah, the females, it was. And uh, the, yes, exactly. Because they had actually um, grown. pollinated So they had sub-grown out for somebody else, right? So they actually, the people that they grew for actually came out and picked what, what males were out there. Because there was a sporadic areas of males pull them out so they handpicked the males they went because they they're way taller than the females in certain part of the season and in that variety would probably wreck the seed yes exactly so they they, as that's how they weed out the males of that it sounds like the actual cannabis industry you gotta get the males out yep of your crop or they will turn your whole female into males they will pollinate them and they turn them into males yeah so and one thing that i liked about combining their stuff was there was no dead plants out there to cut through because I, when you have to com- combine like X59 or Canma, oh, like I grew, had the dead males. I had the dead all. males. And what happens is those suckers turn into like Rock the most hardest. fibrous shit you've ever seen in your life. It's wrapped in everything all over the combine because the more that hemp fiber sits out, like the, a bamboo the stronger it gets you know? and it gets real rappy and shit. And it's just some crazy, you can't even cut it with anything. Yeah. You know, it's like some of the most crazy shit you've ever seen in your life. But, um, Toughest, you know, we, we, so. yeah, but we, we got it off hey, of man. there. Carhartt should pick it up for some work clothes. Well, you know? something, you know, so th- there's still a huge disconnect in the, in the, uh, I'd say big industry. Um, there's a lot, I think there's a lot of big, okay. So, you know, of course, you know, I'm probably not well, like dude, a, a fan of the administration that we have right now, but I will say that one oh, silver this administration is fucking sweet. Let me tell you. <laughs> so, so let you me guys t- all were so, so fucking scared of Joe Biden and you thought that he was going to wreck the so, world no, and he's just like, 
Uh, what's Still up? doesn't even what's remember up? I'm your weird what's un- going on. I'm your today. weird uncle. Uh, I'm your weird uncle making <laughs> so, crappy jokes on so like I, every no, so, interview. So so let's not let's not talk about politics. I just yeah, want to yeah, say yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. This, the progressive, you know, you, you ever seen that? You know, you ever when I p- think of like Law and Order, like you think about the scale, right? Yeah. So. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So. You don't want the scale to tip too far to the right or the left, right? Yeah, the balance scale. Yeah, so when I think about like this hemp industry, I know it, it, in my head it all kind of ties together, right? So we're being pushed towards a more, I would say, I don't want to call it a green initiative. I'd say an alternate mm-hmm. initiative, right? Like an alternate source of industrial supplies, Yeah. right? So inadvertently, you have a it lot of... just a source yeah it so is like in, a, a in great source inadvertently so. you have a lot of ceos and stuff of large companies right now like paper companies and and uh, stuff they they just want to do what's they, profitable I, well not only that is a lot of them kind of want to be more pc right like they are very concerned with their public image mm-hmm. it's all about uh what do they call it well you want to know what like <laughs> Do you remember going to like towns like Grand Rapids, Minnesota yeah. that has bland and paper yep. or whatever? And the like steam it and smells the, and you the drive past and the, the river and yeah, it's like, yeah, and they're dumping. you know that that looks the so fucking, messed up. I the would fucking never, plant is built right I, over the top. I would the never river. eat a fish out of that fucking river in my life. You can right. just see that oh, it's we're just like cooling, a wrong color. We're just cooling off our, our machines with the water. It's like it's yeah, steamy I mean, and yellow. You and know, you're not in that yeah, something, not so, in that scenario. So what I'm saying is even though a lot of people you know we're 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 in this kind of weird place right now in this country um i think that inadvertently we are going to see good results in in the in, in industrial development because of this kind of more green initiative it's not going to go quite the way i think that a lot of greensters want it to go yeah like i said you know people thought everything was going to pass and democrats had the majority and they're just going to do but everything you can still... that's so crazy and they and the one thing that isn't crazy is that the democrats have two people sell that won't vote with them well and, and, and that that's goes with... not crazy that's how it should be right you're like, right it is a scale know? it's balancing like, whatever it's it a balancing not act. always be Every Republican votes yay, and every Democrat votes nay, or back and forth. We'd be fucked God. if it was that way. But it's damn near that way. It is so yeah. close to that way. So, so you know, when I when I say that, it's like I'll say if Fox News and Donald Land, whoever's out there in Donald Land, they would have it that way if they could. I, I don't I want don't it that way. Like I, that. I I even even a right leaning guy like myself, I I don't want it that way. I do not want Republicans to have full control of everything. I do not want it that way. So, I want to I want to bring up a th- weird thing, which is like kind of far fetched, but um, there's an author and a guy that worked actually, uh, I think for Barack Obama, Ben Rhodes is his name, and he's and he's done some research on autocracy, which is I think I read his article. Did you like well on, a little bit on Hungary? Uh, Victor, so anyway, this guy's done some research on. On autocracy, which is where yeah you have one one ruler like literally, and so Hungary is his example, and Viktor Orban is the president there and has now set himself up kind of like Vladimir Putin. If you get if you remember in the last Olympic Games, there was an athlete from Hungary, a girl, who had spoken up and said something about uh, derogatory about her country, and they tried to like expedite her from the Olympic Games, and she like pled that. Like, please, somebody take me. I, I think they didn't 
let her go back to Hungary because they knew if she went, she would be killed. Mm-hmm. Like, or they're Olympic athlete. And so, but Hungary also was like a strongly democratic nation in Europe for many, many years until this leader, Viktor Orban. And he's changed it so that he can't be removed from power slowly and steadily on the premise of like being more national like hey you know what we've tried global trade and it isn't working we are going back to our nation and this is it it's like holy shit no 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 like you can't go back on global trade you can't like and so he he's made it so that he controls like many aspects of not quite like vladimir putin um in russia but like he has changed laws they've fucked with the media so that the media is scared to say anything about him so the media only tells the people what he wants and there, I think there's a bunch of steps like if you read this article ben rhodes wrote um about hungary and and autocracy it, it shows you the steps that victor orban took to take over hungary and it is so crazy similar to the things that donald trump was trying to do in well, this country and how the hold that he has on the media and the hold that he has on his party and the hold that like it, like he can say a lie and people get behind it, which is that's, an issue. That is dangerous. It is like an issue and they pump it and they pump it like f- uh, and it's fucking crazy. And so, I mean, they're saying we are still a democracy or a democratic republic, but we are we are almost like the peak of capitalism. Um, which is when, like, the country gets so divided that most, like, 3% of the people control most of the wealth and the rest are left on the bottom. And even the people in the middle think they're, like, on the top, but you're really on the bottom. And so that America is close to peak capitalism as a society. And the next step after that, like, we have to figure something out because the next step is autocracy where, where maybe somebody gets a hold of the presidency, the people... Who run the corporations? That will try to protect. Well, and I think it's already them. here. It's fucking. Cl- it's like here. Like people well, I don't think understand. it's already here. Like the fact that they don't but, punish. But but he, Victor Orban, was able to keep and change the laws so that he can stay in power. Like well, Putin, you know, like and it's and it's I'm really, going to be a forever leader. So the scary thing to me is if if Donald does fucking run again and the Republicans don't step away from him. Well, they know. And they are willing to, like they are, like a handful stood up after the, uh, the January 6th. And then once they stood up for like a couple months and nobody else got behind them, they just said, well, fuck it. Then let's just go with the, what everybody else says. And, uh, you know, uh, the election was stolen and Donald wins. And I don't want to get run out of this party, you know. It's well, like, I, I, th- I think what's going to happen is a lot of people it scares me. A lot that of people scares. Me. Well, what what you know when you say when you say that the corporations are being protected essentially by our yeah. lawmakers, right? Yeah. It's so they be so they already so they already pretty much make the laws. So they, they own so they, the lawmakers. So they already are. I mean. <laughs> yeah, but we still we still have a system that will allow us to switch presidents it, every four years. But if I, we I, don't believe in our in our election system and we don't believe in our government. There can, well, that opens the door for one guy to say, hey, I'm your man. I'll well, lead us out of this. And, that, and it, I think if you give me 10 more years, I can really do something. And they go, "No, you I, know what? 
I don't agree with that. Well, I agree with you on that. I you uh, that that ten years. No, that's no. I mean, you can't I just do that. Think so that it's so, scary that it. I mean, that it has happened. And how, if you do look back at like what's going on with the Republican Party getting behind Trump, it is so here, scary. Similar. I to I, I have. I'll those give other you other occurrences in the world where I'll the, give you my reasons. Democratic and, countries have turned to autocratic countries. I'll give you my reasons for why I don't like Trump. You know why I don't approve of him. Yeah, but you're you're uh, you're more. I'm an oddity. You're more re- no. You're more research. I mean, well, I'm just gonna give. I'm just gonna less tell you polarizing. Like I, most people should understand that Donald is not a presidential, shouldn't be a presidential candidate. Isn't presidentially fit. Like, well, and and so we need to change our perception on what our president is altogether. Our president is a representative of the people. So. When, when you get these government branches together, you know, you get your House and your Senate and all this bullshit and, and you get everything together, right? So the president is supposed to be the best representative of the people, okay? And the Constitution is put in place. Even, pre- if, the, even if the sides of the both parties are yelling one thing, yes. he's supposed to be he is supposed to in say, hey, the middle saying, hey. The taxpayers and, our, and I am representing the people. all Americans, not just yep. Republicans or Democrats. I remember Obama said that one time, and that's the best thing that he ever said. I don't represent one side or the other. That's exactly what I he said. I might have been elected as a blue right. Democrat. Yeah, I ran as a Democrat, but I, but I represent everybody. I represent this country. Yeah, and, and that, that resonated with a lot of people, including myself. You know, I wasn't a huge fan of him, but um, that resonated with me because I'm like, you know. There's you, never one instance when Trump said anything like that. Well, right. So that's a very uniting thing to say that I represent everybody here, in, whether it be the, the protesters who at this me. place that hate me, the people that are whatever, I'm representing you, and I'm, I'm telling you re- decisions ex- for you. Yes, and that's what the president is—a representative of the people. Okay, number one and number two is, um, you know, I know we had kind of a text battle about the Constitution the other day, and you were sending me some f- funny shit or whatever. But anyways, I was reading about the Constitution the other day, and the Constitution is, you know, designed to protect us from our own government, the U- the United States citizen from its own government and i think that we the constitution isn't just about gun rights or just about free speech it's about you know life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness and it's about freedom of religion and it's about basically moving to and fro without you know violation flexible well yes and and it's made to protect us from our own government and and until we get a candidate that you know says hey uh, you know, I don't want to go and change a bu- I, 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 you know, I don't like when they go, well, I'm going to cater to the gays. Well, I'm going to cater to the black people. I'm going to cater to this party or that party. I, I want to freaking somebody that goes in and says, I want to represent all Americans because I studied constitutional law or I've. Yeah, but they're endorsed by certain groups, man. So everybody wanted that with Trump. That was his thing. Hey, I can't be bought. And it's like. You can be, but you've already been bought so many easily. times. You can. You're the easiest sellout of but anybody. There, but there's people in this country you know, that will. Sp- he doesn't need the money. No, he doesn't need the the presidential salary because he's going to change one policy that saves his company I so will, much money. I will tell you right now. Like, if people felt the same way about the Constitution as they do, as they do, as their loyalty to Trump, they would not fucking vote for him. Yeah. And I will say that right to somebody's yeah, face people, that has a Trump flag in their yard. And even myself, like I printed off the Constitution because my whole life I'm like, I assumed it was like a dictionary or something, <laughs> you know? 
And I, I watch his show, this, uh, you know, he's a, there's a guy for Trevor Noah that's a correspondent. His name's Jordan Klepper. And he, I've watched he, his YouTube videos. Dude, he's pretty funny because he, he... They're he, painful to watch because he, he would never he would never come talk to a guy like me. No, he he's the guy... Picking like, on, he's picking on he's retards. Picking on, he's, you know, yeah, <laughs> I shouldn't, say, shouldn't that. say that. But I mean, he's yeah, picking on we, people. I mean, that, he's picking on the most extreme Republicans, the uneducated Republicans, and puts it on TV, and it makes the party look really bad. And he's oh, really good. Terrible, he's man. really good at it. Oof, it's painful like, to watch. Yeah, there's Can a guy you, with his. Dude, do you get uncomfortable up, watching it? No, I love it. Like he's like, uh, there's shit. Why did I start talking about Jordan Klepper? Uh, well, you were just, we were pretty much just saying, you know, like. Here's the thing. I don't think that anybody that supports Trump, I, I don't, I, I just wish, here's the thing. If all we have, all we have all the tools we need to get through this little social dilemma and our obsession with our leaders, right? We Number one is time and time, and time has showed us whether you believe in the Bible or whether you want to read history in the world, right? World history back to the United Kingdom and back to these kings and queens. Anytime that you've, Put your leaders up on this, um, you know, people, I just pictured people carrying the king out of the yeah, fucking, uh, up on out of the castle on their and shoulders whatever. and yeah. stuff. And he's, he's like eating grapes and shit, you know, <laughs> yeah, like you know what I'm saying? Like any, <laughs> anytime you, you loyally protect and, and, and borderline worship any leader, I think that's when we're, our, our, our society, our, our system of government has been. Mis misread or compromised, yeah. right? Because I think you as a as a more lefty, um, I I think that you're I feel like you're reasonably informed because I try to read, because you I don't try to watch or listen to podcasts, and you know if I do have a chance, watch you know some news on YouTube where I can look at like a real story. Also, I love Vice News. Have you ever heard of? Yeah, Vice I I, news? I actually like Vice News. Dude, so I, Vice I just is kind of crazy, dude. They will like keep on the stories like they are still covering Afghanistan, like our pullout of Afghanistan and what's going on in I, Afghanistan after the after the American military pulled out. And most people bitch about what happened and then forget. Like three days later, yep. Like nobody is talking about that. And there are women in Afghanistan marching and trying to stand up to the Taliban still. For their rights and like but no, what do we believe anymore they're the only what do we ones believe? that cover it and it's like well we covered afghanistan for 25 how many years 20 and years 20 years and now we shut it off so nobody cares about these people like who we are like that, that you shouldn't be who we are right, and we're out ha, see ya off on your own so i i want to I, I just all i want to say is i want to go back to trump one more time yeah, yeah. and i usually don't want to go back to him yeah no Here's here's my point of view on it, right? I would sit in a room with him just like this right here. I'd like to yep. be just by myself. And if I could say oh, one... Oh, dude, it would be if so I, frustrating. If I, I could think. talk to him, I would say, you know, listen here. You, just so you know. And he'd say, Le 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 Levi, listen to me no, now. No, I, all I would say is, listen, here, here's what I got for you, buddy. I, I don't mind your policies. I understand. Look, I need what, another cocktail. I would just say, Trump. I would just say, I understand what you're trying to do. Okay. But you got to realize that you have enticed people to believe, I think some pretty far-fetched, dangerous stuff. Yeah. Number one. And number two is you fucked this election up. You fucked it up. Yeah. And I need you to admit it right now that you fucked it up and nobody else did because you had it in the bag until you started doing dumb shit towards the end. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If they you fucked this it, up. It, I remember saying that. <laughs> I remember saying that a year ago that, hey, Trump fucked you, man. 
Yeah, uh, I, I, I think, just want to uh, say you I fucked think it maybe up. Maybe he was winning, like he was winning, and then he came out and, like he, yeah, he said some bullshit, and, and nobody in the Republican Party could shut him up, and he just kept spouting his mouth, and it didn't work, and then they still are behind him again. It's yeah, I, you know, and and I, do I think there was back to you know whatever? So okay. how I, how I, isn't there like I I finally watched like you said you you don't like Trevor Noah. Um, I think he's like one of the most well-spoken, like, uh, freaking kind of on, like, I mean, you, he is biased to the Democrat party, but he's not from America. He's lived in other countries. He's grew up in South Africa. He's like, can, he can ask his questions super clear and doesn't mess his words up. And so I just watched him with, uh, is it Ben Crenshaw? Dan, Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw. Today, it was like a half an hour interview. With Dan Crenshaw. Who's was he good? Yeah, he was good. And they were they were civil and they talked um, about this that's and good. that. And that. That's he's good a, because Dan Crenshaw a, is the real a, deal. You, you know, is he a senator? Uh yeah, senator Dan, from Texas. Yeah, he Dan from Crenshaw. Houston. He's a respectable guy. He, he's a very good guy. Dude, he's got an eye patch on. Did he lose an eye in the military. Yeah, he he was wounded like, in action. He's got a purple heart. He's a Navy okay. SEAL. There you go. Yeah, Navy he, he's, SEAL. He's 37 years old. He's yep. a Republican from Texas. He has a multiracial family. He's been a Vet. U.S. Navy SEAL with a purple heart. He's 37 years old. He's young. He's got, he actually went to like the climate summit. He was one of the Republicans that went to that, uh, Pat, oh, frick, whatever they just G20. Not the G20. Yeah, G20. Yep. Um, uh, and, yeah. And, and talk to them about that and talk to them. I like about him. how you know the green new solar and wind is yeah. is okay, but it isn't going to work. And he's not all for oil and gas, but he isn't about quitting them in one day. But he, he is for nuclear. He's reasonable. And one, he's just like, hey, nuclear is clean, efficient. Like he, you know, if he ever did get nominated, so I don't understand why the Republican Party can't get behind somebody like that. I, like I'm, I'm he behind him. Literally, him. has fucking been wounded in war as a multiracial. He knows what family, it's like to knows what it's like to live in another country. He spent his last four years. He knows his, what it's like to take an oath to the Constitution. Dude, he's, he went to high school in Colombia. He spent his four years of high in school a third in world Columbia. country. And he said, my 20-year reuni reunion is uh, next year. He said, I'm absolutely going down to that. Um, so it's like, what the? So do you? Uh, so, uh, okay. He so seems I, just like a well-rounded. I've, I, I, I've only watched a 20-something minute interview with, with him. I have no idea. He might be, he might have, ton I'm sure he has tons of other ideas. But he was the only Republican that I've ever seen sit on the show with Trevor Noah and actually take questions. And answer and questions. And answer questions. Yep. Like so, civilly. So here's my thing, you know, I I like him. I I would back him. I would vote for him. Um like, and, and I really I, do I like dude, I really I like would, him. I think I would vote for him. Like because, because I, I'm he, like a democrat. I, because like, he makes you feel safe. He just seems like a credible dude. Credible all-American man. Like I understand we can't quit oil and gas in a minute, but that it's 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 the answer its you would it's, it's the answer you would purpose, give, right? And and those people need to get out of it somehow. And it's, he said they've made big steps, and they've done, you know with their carbon uh, collection shit. Like they got <laughs> what? Do they, what do they got? Big air suckers. Yeah, there's some big the projects air. going on down in Iowa right now, dude. And he said there's a huge one going on in Houston where they're going to clean the air. Yeah, dude, they're pumping so, up a little ground. We might as well cut all the trees if we can just. No, we're not no. doing that. I mean, I get that hemp, but we're those are hemp. yeah, but those are good things. Carbon scrubbers. Yeah. So so, so I'm just gonna. I don't know all his policy or anything, I, but it was just refreshing to see two people. From opposing parties, 
do a Q&A. At, not screaming at each other and just saying, hey, this is what I think. Like, Yeah, so I stand by. Do you understand that? When you yeah. brought up Dan Crenshaw through text message, you know, I was like, yeah, I know. I know about him. I've known about him for quite a while. Um, I have nothing, absolutely zero um, bad thoughts on anything he's ever done. I've done a lot of research on him. Uh, I've asked, I've talked some politics with some older people around the community here once in a while, you know, yep. and they're, they're pretty hardcore Trumpsters and they think I'm just a dumb young fucking idiot. You know, most of them because, <laughs> be, well, because, because I'm a, because if I knew what was better for me, I'd vote for Trump. Oh, That's man. that attitude, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, it's like, come so, on. so, um, mm. here's the thing though, um, they're they're like Dan Crenshaw's a rhino. What's that mean? It's a Republican in name only, right? Oh, who gives a fuck? Are you an American in name only? Are you a constitutionalist yeah, a in, name in name only? I mean, this is this, this. he is a fucking Navy SEAL. Yeah, so fuck off. You know, you know <laughs> like, what I'm saying? Like, so so what did you do? So with that being said, <laughs> I, I I I I have nothing but positive feedback for Dan Crenshaw, and maybe we need to do a little more research on him and we can continue and maybe i'll send him an email and see if we can get him on the podcast <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome well, he's got his own what's he called it's called like uh, I, I, hold, I hold these truths yeah told, i hold these truths hold he these talks truths. about a lot a lot about uh constitutional law and rights now when i talk about the constitution i just want everybody to know that that the constitution isn't a religion it's just a guideline and it can be amended yes it, it's know, just a guideline are, it's not set in stone it's not a religion it was a start from the wisest people in our country, how many years ago? 200 and... Yeah, 70, 70 yeah, yeah, something years ago. Mm, yeah, 250 years ago. Yeah, so... Like, yeah, in 250 years, if, if our laws haven't changed from now in 250 years in the future, like, I do not think right now that our laws right now should apply to the people who are living 250 years from now. Yeah. I hope that... Some do that they obviously take some of them and they don't all transform. But like, I don't I have no idea what that future the, is going to be framer, like. And they are probably going to have to change some of what we have set right now. And the framers be okay. With that being said, the framers of the constitution framed the constitution around the protection of the citizen. You know, there's a few things in there where if you start reading the constitution, you're like, what the fuck? Like take up arms and no, no. One of them is like, you know, um, you can't take up. Uh, essentially, it falls in line with like soldiers staying at your house during a time of conflict. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? They can't. Like, they <laughs> can't force themselves into yes. your home and make you feed them during wartime, yeah. which they used to be able to do. They used to be able to just say, "This is and you're going to feed me." Yep. This is part of the war. You're my slave. Our home. Yep. This is our home but now. I mean, we're talking... We're that, in wartime. Dude, that verbiage is from like the freaking 1700s, though, it, you know? It, yeah, it and, and it's kind of cool to read because it's still... Well, that's... Oh, shit. That's what I was saying earlier is that I printed off that... I, dude, <laughs> I never got to the end of the Constitution. I thought it was like... I was saying earlier, I thought it was like the length of a dictionary. I think I printed it <laughs> it's off. It's not very long, dude. And it's like four pages yeah. or something. You're like, what's this? And then I printed off the Bill of Rights and it's like two pages. Yeah. I'm like, what? This is... Nuts, people like it's not that hard to read. It's not that hard to read. It isn't that long. That was from one of those uh episodes of oh, that's where I got yeah, back to Jordan Clapper. That's how I got to that because he he was talking to Trumpsters or whatever and he look makes them look bad for sure. Um but you know, they're saying you know, different things like read the transcript was something from last year, like Donald Trump's call to somewhere. Read mm -hmm. the transcript. Well, have you read the transcript? And they'd be like, No. 
I don't have to. I'll believe my president. And, but read the transcript. And he's like, but, okay, so you're telling me to read the transcript, but you haven't read the transcript? Nope. And, and he got into that, with, that the so- with the Constitution, too. And, the one you know, a couple of people saying it's in the Constitution. He's like, oh, yeah. Where is it in the Constitution? Have you read the Constitution? And they're like, no. And then they go, have you? He goes, yeah, I have. It's actually really short. Like, and the guy looks at him. He's like, the Constitution's really short. He's like, uh, yeah, it's much shorter than you would think. Like, I've read it. I absolutely have. Yeah, <laughs> and, what, and what's like, really cool so about that's what made me want to do it. And to 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 my fault, I still have not finished it. That's, that's okay. Six pages. That's okay. I, I like I do like the fact that you've you know printed it off and looked at it. And dude, like I said, it's not a religion. Then you'd like this. What is it? What is that? That's my notes from today. What what were what were you doing there? <laughs> I was just looking up how our representatives vote and like going on their websites. I've never done it in my oh, life. Oh, you've never you've never went on there and looked? No, Michelle okay. Fishbach. I didn't. Amy Klobuchar. You know, yeah, Tina Amy Smith. Klobuchar. Yeah, Tina so Smith, like how they vote and this. Everything's and that. everything's pretty transparent, actually. I wish Dude, you can look and see. Michelle I wish Fishbach represents District Seven or something, the yep. western whole chunk of the state, and you can go through and look on every single thing that goes through. The house and every vote and see if she says yay or nay or yay or nay. I and, wish and she's super red. She's all it really? Uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Nothing votes no against anything that's for her um extra child care or more paid family leave or she's f- super pro life. Um She's yeah. pro life? Yeah, like anti abortion. She is? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, one hundred percent pro life. Tina Smith? No, no, no. Michelle Fishbach. Oh, Michelle Fishbach. Michelle Fishbach. She represents the District 7 of Minnesota. But, yeah, she's, uh, I think Colin Powell ran it for many, many uh, years. Uh, Colin Peterson. Colin Peterson. Yep. Well, yep. Yeah, Colin Powell. He, did. he just died, actually. <laughs> yeah, he just died. Yeah. That's what my um, yeah. yeah, so. Uh, you, you but, yeah, look. it's something that, you know, I thought you'd be proud of me for that because you, you, you're into that. I've never really well, cared. I'm starting to get into more politics. It's but not- I've never even looked up their website or a link of how to email them my thoughts. I'm tempted to it do just, it now and see if what I get for an answer. Quite honestly, it does take a lot of time, especially with like you being busy as you were, um, you know, with the concrete and the, the Dude, you know, it doing takes the, a lot of time to just care about this it does. and stay informed. Yep. It's, it's literally it, it takes up time because a lot of times a lot of times I just want to put a blind eye to it and do what I do the work that I do. Ignorance and, is bliss, man. It is, and and um. The, the, but there, you know, especially in the wintertime as a farmer slash, you know, pipeline guy, I do have a little bit more time to do some research and see how things have gone with these people and what they're standing for and what they're not standing for. Um, and some of it makes you feel good about it. And other stuff you're like, what is this coming to? You know, like, why did, why would they say no to that? Yeah. Or, or something like, like that, what? you know, and I, one thing that is not very transparent right now, and you know, you know, we, we're kind of hung up on politics right now, but one thing that is not really transparent in the state of Minnesota is, um, I, I guess I, I shouldn't say this. Okay. So one thing I will say is our media down in the cities does not report on what's going on at the Capitol ever, like bills and stuff that they're voting on. And I wish they would. Yeah. You can watch local news though. And they do all the time. Okay. If you watch, um, with if, that being said, I if wish you go on to like over the air where you get nine or 13 channels still. Yep. You can watch uh, 
Lakeland, Minnesota. And they cover all that shit. It's the most boring thing ever. There's like four people sitting talking about what happened in the U.S. And it's pretty dry stuff. Minnesota state capital today. Yeah. And so you can watch it, and you can watch even the hearings and what's going on in like the green carpet floor in the capital. Okay. Maybe they remodel it now, but now that we're talking about government, dude, I. But you got to go back to your Lakeland Public Television. Yeah. So when you said Lakeland Public Television, dude, that seems. So here's another, dude. I gotta, I gotta tell you something. I gotta. I, I know you know what I did, but I had the adventure of a fucking lifetime this what? this summer. Okay. Do you remember when I talked to you? I don't know you? what you did. Okay. So working for the pipeline company. Yeah. We got a call from the federal government. Oh, yeah. I know <laughs> what you did. I wish man. I would have came there with so, you. That sounded like a legitimate experience. Oh, man. Dude. We got called to go to this big 30,000-acre uh, fire with some equipment that we rallied up. They with uh your pipeline company yeah we're a pipeline construction company yeah, we yeah, have yeah. construction equipment like dozers and stuff like that so they called on like a friday night and my owner was like hey uh can you can you take care of this or can we do something about this you know well you know on a friday i, I don't have much of a life like i farm and i i help luke you know go getter i i don't you know like so i like texted a guy that i a contact that i knew with an equipment rental place at like 10 30 at night on a friday night and he's like sure i can i can do that so then i have like a class a driver's license so like i'm, like, I drive, I'm hitting the road yeah, so i like drive down to bemidji the next day and next thing you know i'm on this huge fucking wildland fire you know <laughs> <laughs> I, I hauled two dozers uh, out northern there. minnesota had yeah. a big fire last like year. i'm talking yeah. it was a fed they call it a federal fire because it was in a federal it was in the boundary waters dude yeah. and uh we got out there and i'm thinking you know and I never got to tell you this part of the story, right? <laughs> so I'm, I'm like kind of in charge out there, right? And I'm actually there to run a piece of equipment because we were going to use our pipeline guys. How do but, you get to be in charge? Well, because I kind of- I'm a leader. Well, I'm a military well, guy. Well, yeah. So I like, so, but then Luke came out there, right? The owner of the company too. So it was myself, Luke, and my cousin from Greenbush, yep. Kyle. Kyle came. So me and Kyle thanks, hopped thanks in a truck. Thanks for the call, dude. Hauling the D6 out there, dude. My brother's D6. And anyways, so we get there and I'm thinking, you know, from what I know off of like working with the government, you know, I figured it'd be like an all hands on deck, which it kind of was. We got there and there was emergence. There was hotshot crews from Utah there. There was hotshot yeah, crews they come, from New Mexico. When there's fi- forest fires, they come from all yeah, over it, the Yeah, it was actually kind of amazing to see the logistics take place. And they had like these huge logging outfits out there, like from up in the, like the big dogs that are over in the Arrowhead. Yeah. Like we're talking Northeast big, Minnesota. Like, like yeah, they make us look like chumps. Yes. Yeah. They got like fleets of cat equipment for the forest yeah. like forestry equipment and they were in there and i got there and you know so we got all signed up and, and you three come with yeah, one yeah. dozer on no, no, no. we had like, two we had we're two. here guys <laughs> hey we're here we had two uh two bulldozers uh i hauled one out dropped it off went and grabbed the other one and kate went back out there and um you know, of course, we get there and they're like, okay, we got to get, you know, we had to go through the safety classes and shit, you know, and they teach us how to use our fire blankets and stuff. I, you know, I kind of took it serious because I wanted them to you, you be felt like, like you're in boot camp. Kind of, you know, we had to use our safety blanket or the fire blankets and stuff and shit like that. And do they and make it, you show each or like do a demo? We, like? Yeah, you got to do it in front of them and they got to check off on it. Like this guy knows what he's doing, you know. He's not going to burn to death. Out right. There. They have these like uh, dummy fire blankets because they're like, th- like uh, I don't know, $700 a piece, you know, if you bust one out of its. Out of its case, like yeah, thing. yeah, it's like a airtight thing, you know. And anyways, so I'm like, okay, you know, they're like, okay, go back down to the staging area to your equipment, you know. So we had like, so we got assigned to like this 
uh, Zulu sector it was called. You know, yeah. we got a. I'm like, I'm, this is like right up my alley, like, dude. You I'm guys like, are in Zulu but, sector. But here's the thing, you know, being I'm driving the D6 down to Zulu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so like they gave us all these radios, like these crazy high speed radios. You know, like we could communicate right with our like our section, our Zulu com- or our, our our instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, so our. Uh, team leader comes down there, you know, and they, all these team leaders are from all over the country too. They get called in, you yeah. know, they work for their local forestries and then they kind of get subbed yeah, out. I've, I've heard of local foresters like around yeah. here. That there was a guy, there was, there was a couple of guys from yeah, just east of here. Stan, Warroad. Stan Weston came or, or a local guy. Uh, and like last year he went out to California and Montana, yeah. you know, so they get the foresters from here if there's fires. Yeah. Well, last, there was, there was a guy over, pull them out. there was two guys that I knew over there from this area. Okay. So anyway, and they were working like logistics. Like they all play different roles. Like there's one guy that may never even see the fire that he's a forestry yeah. guy and he's just uh, making sure everybody gets lunch. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, absolutely. It, there was 400 firefighters on that thing when I got there. Um, you know, not just firefighters, equipment operators, whatever. But anyways, so I got there and I'm thinking, you know, I, I'm just, I'm just like, picture. Levi, people don't just do shit like this. I they know, don't just dude. like pick Trust up me, and so be listen, like, so listen, yo, to I can get a dozer tonight. I'll be there tomorrow. Right. Right. So, so <laughs> check it out. Hear me out here, dude. So I'm thinking, well, we'll just get there and then they'll have a stage in a parking lot for like weeks, right? Or days or whatever. So we get, we get back down to my equipment. I, I got a picture of me. Like we, they gave us like the green pants and the fucking yeah, yellow shirt. Yeah, I was a firefighter. Pants, hard and hat and, hard and shit, hat. you know? <laughs> Anyways, and my fire blanket like secured in my belt. No, but they're okay. So, so get this. So, our this guy comes down. His name is Powers, right? Yeah. And we're, we go up to Zulu sector, and he's like, "Okay, I got a. What do they call it in the forestry? They don't call it an objective. They call it a. It's either a task or a mission. Goal or a mission. Yeah, it's real military, right? And we're like, okay, what do you need us to do? He's like, well, just yeah, mission hop. command gave yeah, me he, directives. Like, yeah, he's like, we need. Uh, your dozer to go with uh, this other logging outfit, the d- other D6 or whatever, and go. They were basically, they were called structure. They, what, they literally know where you need to go and cut lines through right. the trees so to then, stop it. Well, I, I'm not thinking that. Though. I'm thinking like we're we're just, we have heavy equipment. Like we're not going to be in, di- like I didn't think we we're we'll going to be. push up in, some dirt piles. Right. I didn't think we we're going to be in direct support, right? So like they, no, next thing I know, he's like, follow me. We're going to go in on the west side of the fire, but we got to go through the burnout. Like the, the, the black, they call it, right? Yeah. So I literally hauled, we, I hauled the dozer in, unloaded it. My cousin, Kyle, he took the low boy back and he grabbed the other D6. I tracked the dozer in like four miles back on this logging road, right? And I go through the burnout. I'm out of fuel. Dude, I go <laughs> through the already burned stuff. Like I crossed the fire line, right? Yeah. And I, I go all the way to the west end of the fire and link up with this other guy that's in another D6 from a logging outfit. And then he was kind of like the, the the our little dozer. Boss man. Yeah. He, well, he was kind of like the, he grew up there. He was a logger. He, po- he knew was, the area. He was part owner of his company that was out there. They had like 20 pieces on that job, right? Yeah. So like, anyway, I got linked up with him. And I, the first thing I see is this Hilliard and fucking rocks out there, right? Yeah. He's trying to claw up this fucking cliff with this D6. I'm thinking he's going to go over backwards, Skidding dude. Out. I'm like, what in f- What I, is going I, I, on? I push of- these things on flat land. I make <laughs> ditches. He's like, <laughs> all I can hear is rocks and shit, and I can see sparks like flying off his pads and stuff, and he backs back down. He goes, well, I can't get up that way. Like, real calm, and I was like, 
Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so we're sitting there having a little powwow, right? Ah, oh, damn it. That shit we're sitting there having a little powwow, and, you know, Luke is out there, my boss, and he had his pickup. He drove his pickup out there, and we're sitting there having a powwow. We're waiting. snow plow on the front? No, what? but we're <laughs> waiting on the radio to, like, see what the next move's going to be. You know, where, where they, we were, in, we were trying to put a fire break in on the west side of the fire, um, on the, I'd say on the upside of the wind, right? So I'm, and I hear this shit in the woods. I'm like, what the fuck? Is that a bear? And all of a sudden, here comes this mid 50s freaking dude a forest firefighter by himself right he had a big radio on him right yeah just covered in red shit i'm like what the fuck happened to this guy well it was fucking fight he had been calling in air support with it from jets they're dropping retardant and he was back in there oh he got calling in air support you know and he had like an axe and shit with him and i'm like oh my god dude this is some different shit here so they like they, straight back in the yes, military dude so so like they're like well walk your dozers another three miles this way and get back in here right they're like just make the fire break one blade width wide follow the edge of the black they call it where it's already burned yeah. see we were on the upwind side so the fire wasn't necessarily coming at us at that time yeah so we i was following the edge and i what was happening was it was so dry and the the, the dew point was so low that i was tipping trees into the black but it was still on fire somewhat it was like yeah. smoldering yeah. And, and embers and shit you know well what was happening was as i was tipping trees and i wasn't trying to i was trying to keep them out of there yeah. but anything that's questionable you want to dump it into the into the black you know because if it's on fire it's you don't want it to jump your fire break yeah what was happening was i was causing flare-ups it was so dry behind me as i was and i didn't and notice were they it. jumping your they fire were break? jumping on me and I, the next thing you know i got the trees on fire right in, on the other side of the break. Yes, and they're and they're literally like matchsticks going up all around me, and I'm. Oh my! So my, my 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 team leader comes back. He's like, "Dude, this isn't working." Like I'm like, "Oh no shit!" Like the fire break ain't wide enough, buddy. Like these trees are like 80 feet tall, you yeah. know. And we're trying to, you know, do these things, and he's like, "We got to get the fuck out of here." Well, at that time, I didn't know, but we were trapped on that side of the fire. Yeah. Well, that day it burned 11,000 acres, and I could see the fire like out of my way. I'm like watching it from the other. You know, I could see it. it was huge, like the biggest shit I've ever been around. No, needless to say, if anybody from California is listening to this, you're going to think I'm a chump because those are like <laughs> million acre fires. Yeah. This was 30,000 acres. 30,000 ele- acres is even hard to comprehend. Like for, I mean, nobody can comprehend like but, the swats that burn in California. But like, that f- it is chunks of their state. But that first but day. 30,000 acres is a ton. That first day, I'm like, we're in the shit. We're in the shit. And this is like. We're in the shit. Like, I, I was just like, I can't believe this. Like, there was a time when it, when it, things got pretty hot out there. I'll say hot. Our, our powers. Physically. He called them. He called it spicy. He goes, things are getting pretty spicy out here. We better back off. We got to get out of here. Yeah. He didn't like it because if the wind switched, we'd be fucked. Yeah. If we weren't, you know, we'd have to cross into the black. Yeah. They, that day, they had, like, guys. There's in, no getting out if the wind changes that, on us. Exactly. That's too dangerous. So we had, we had 30 out. miles of woods. to the, You know, it, it was not a good deal. Um, so... But I'll tell you, that experience, you know, when I got back in there and I was all by myself pushing that fire break and that other dozer was working the other way opposite of me and we were both working away from each other, you get back in there by yourself. You don't know where your team leader is. You got a radio. Th- those are not the most reliable sometimes. <laughs> but I'll tell you, when we did the fire blanket training, you know, you're kind of like, yeah, fuck, fuck this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, this is dumb. I'm yeah. not going to have to use this. So, but, but I've watched a few history channel documentaries on these big, uh, especially the big fire that Which killed. Which is what, what do you do? You dig a little hole in the No, you don't even do that. Fire blanket. You just put your gloves on and you, if you jump in it like a sleeping bag and you, and Oh, it goes fully you around it over you, not you and just you lo- on one side. And you want it to be airtight and you let that thing storm right over you and you will live. But 
You'll be hot. As you'll be hot. You'll fuck. be burned. It'll be fucked up, but you'll live. You won't cook. Um, huh. But I will tell you, um, <laughs> I had that feeling that I got in Afghanistan for the first time. And it's really coincidental is that was at the same time that Afghanistan kind of fell back yep. into the hands of the Taliban. It was literally almost the same day, right? <laughs> I had this feeling of... And I, did, I don't like it. I'm not an, that much of an adrenaline junkie. I had this feeling. I looked at my fire blanket sitting in, in, on the thing behind me in the dozer as if it was flaring up in the trees and things were getting really crazy out there. And, and I thought, <laughs> oh and, I, and I just thought to myself, you know, you could die out here. I'm in it. Now I'm <laughs> yeah. in it. Holy shit. Yeah. I was just in a semi about an hour yes, ago. Yes, dude, safe and sound, and air conditioning yep. going. Air conditioning, yeah, my Bluetooth on, was listening to a podcast. Yeah, I was listening to Oasis or something. <laughs> you <know>? Oasis, don't <laughs> go away. <laughs> say yeah, what you, you say. Know? Yeah, so, so say needless to say, I, I think, right. I think <laughs> sometimes, but on the, on the lighter side of things, I think sometimes the human mind needs that adventure. Yeah. That's like we talked about winter winter camp, and you know you need a little adventure. That survival on the edge, like hey, uh, I don't want to be so mushy and soft and sit on the couch. And you want to be a little hardened. Push you yourself. Be a little grizzled. Push yourself. That's American. I think that's an American thing. That's like Teddy Roosevelt. Like you know, he was like Teddy Roosevelt. I named my son Theodore because I like Theodore Roosevelt. Um, you know, you push was, your push yourself. He was mentally. like an uppity. He was like an uppity rich kid that. Uh, Went out and proved himself out west, and you know wanted yeah. to get hardened, wanted to live the tough life, wanted to work a little hard, wanted to prove that he wasn't just given everything. You even know, though he only he had glasses and they made fun of him. Man, he proved himself so well out west that he came back and ran for president and won. You know, yeah, you know, and that's the thing too. You know, with that fire that we went out on, and there were, there were some other adventures too that, you know, we we. Especially, they got a dozer that... Dude, that, we could have did a whole episode just on you fighting fires. Well, that's that crazy. That next, literally, people do not go do that I know. very often. That, that, it was a good opportunity. That next day, they had the uh, other logging company had got a D6 stuck down in the peat, in the peat swamp, down mm -hmm. in the Muskeg. And um, they actually... I don't know if they knew this or not, but I'm an expert at pulling shit out of the <laughs> so so like farm in the swamp. so like the next day I'm the next the next day they go and we can talk more about this too but on the, on a future episode but the next day they're like hey they want uh, horizons they want you guys to uh, go on a rescue mission I was like what do we got to do they're like uh, you know that dozer because they had a dozer stuck in the swamp they were yeah. actually with helicopters they were just dropping water on these guys that were stuck trying down to there keep them. trying to keep them keep them cool you know keep keep, keep the fire off them <laughs> and i was watching them from across the slash drop water on you them. could see where they're dropping the water yeah, yeah i've got footage of it and um so i i kind of looked at luke you know and, he, and luke knows my adventures in the <laughs> yeah, swamp you know farming <laughs> up north yeah and so levi farms like up north of our small town and it is lowland it is yeah. swamp we land. call it the swamp it is the swamp. So he's got <laughs> experience yeah. in the swamp. Luke's like thinking to himself, oh, they got the most experienced motherfucker out here to come do that shit. You <laughs> know, know, like, so we go in and, and we'll pull out this uh, this dozer. You know, we, we got it out in like 10 minutes. I mean, it was easy compared to some of the shit I've been in, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's just with your farm equipment. <laughs> yeah. You got down there and you're like, all right, get out of the seat. I'll drive this fucker yeah. out. Well, no, it was uh, it was the head guy of, the, of that logging company, which he grew up in those swamps in that oh, woods. Man. And then it was... So and that was me. He felt shame. Well, you know, it was me and him, and and they got a bunch of equipment stuck trying to get back in there. So it was me and Kyle that went back but in who there. Who knows? They're pushing themselves too. Yeah, you know? they They're were trying. really out of their um, 
they, you know, typically I think when they're running a bit, you know, they're running a logging business. They try to stay they high st- and dry. They have rules that they stay by. Yeah. I mean, they're not going to go in a swamp. No. They will not go in a swamp in the summer. No. So I'm sure they're, you know, and I talked to that guy that I ain't gonna, I'm not going to say his name, but yeah, no. I talked to the owner of that outfit uh, several times and he said, you know, he said, I, I have a lot of equipment out here and yes, it can be profitable. But he said, I, I have a, he said you, I, cause I told him my farm. Yeah. He said, this is my farmland, you know, and that was a good point. He said, this is my farmland and I want us, I want to put this fire out. Yeah. He said, I have a lot of millions yeah. of dollars. Yeah. This is what I, this is, this is what I can harvest for the next yes, 10 years. It was his farmland. And now land. it's gone. And I, I didn't look at it that way until he said that to me. He said, this is, this is my farmland. And you should, because Northeastern to all the way across Northern Minnesota has been farmed. If you want to think of agricultural the production, no, no, the forests, the forests have all been clean cut. I don't even know. Several times. Yeah, like several times. I don't know wh- how many acres of natural forest there still is in Minnesota. If it's 100 or uh, 200 or 55 acres or something. <laughs> you know, well, places where they haven't been cut. It might be thousands. I, I don't know. But li- you can watch a map and see where. So, yeah, I remember saying, you know, trying to tell people up here that, like, these aren't even forests. These are, like, crops. Like, you think that this is the big woods, but when you see these trees planted in rows, it's been planted. They, it's been planted, and they are going to be harvested. They're getting raised for production. Yeah, they're going to get cut, and it's going to start over again. So I, you think you got this huge forest up one, here, I'm, but uh, there probably is good forest. Man, one little add-on to that forest fire over there. Um, so I did a little research, you know, at night when I was laying out there, you know, in the rack. I call it the rack because I was, you know, yeah. I, was, I was on a military mission. Yeah, in the rack. Anyways, I, I, you know. So I, I've kind of been following that Greenwood fire. It's still an active fire, you know. I'd imagine it'll be burning all winter. Yeah, that's what they said till uh, probably till freeze up. So the the big and I I kind of before we we probably got to get going here, but before we close, I kind of want to just discuss this real quick. Is so I was reading a news outlet out of the cities, and they had already reported within probably three four weeks of me being out there after I'd come back they had reported that that actual most of the land of the trees and the forest that burned out there was owned by one man from and, and there was some finger pointing going on from some, where kansas well okay so there Kentucky. was some, so there was some finger pointing going on from the news outlets down in the cities and they were saying that <clears throat> this guy had not managed his forest correctly so he he mu- I, I don't know all the full details but i will say that essentially they got that there's a there's a bug out there, yeah, and it yeah, was killing the trees. Yeah, the okay, pine, pine beetles. So or something. any any state land in Minnesota, they they, I assume, and I, I think this is actually the case, is they've managed that in a way that they log and they do clearing and, you know, they, they manage the well, forest. They can only manage whatever somebody's willing to buy and cut off. Each right, year, exactly. You know, so, but, but they can probably try to pick where they place them. But there's some finger pointing going on that this guy did not manage his forest correctly, and it was a debate on. You know, this forest fire costed millions of dollars, right? The yeah. federal taxpayers and the state taxpayers, right? Yeah. And they were kind of pointing the finger at him going, I think they were pointing the finger because he was a receiver of maybe some government subsidies. Government subsidies. Yeah. Correct. And to make things even more fishy, I did some research on the guy. Yeah. He's a Republican congressman from North Carolina. Okay. <laughs> 
So what? What's he supposed to do though? Is he supposed to come up and rake rake the fucking woods, so, rake the pine needles up and so, fall down on the ground? So or from what, what I, like, so from, I don't understand. So like, from what I understand, if, if, if fucking bugs kill trees, then trees die, and if they get hit by lightning, they, they burn light on fire first, and then so that's what. So what you're happens. so what you're saying is what I, is the point I mean, of going there, to finger There is an issue because, like I said, we've logged. I don't know how much natural forest there is in Minnesota anymore. Probably so, none. Well, I mean, you could argue that probably some uh, seems natural again when it isn't rows of pine trees. When you get all sorts of trees and brush growing up in a woods, that's fine. Like, I guess, uh, I guess my big question is: but number- when you plant rows and rows of pine trees, all they do is drop pine needles. There's no underbrush. If they do happen to die, yeah, for sure. Look at you got a big matchbox. I, I guess that's because I guess they turned forests into farms. I guess one thing that turns me kind of a little bit sour about the whole deal is number one. Well, I'm I'm with you on kind of the natural I just, cycle of. I just think that they said that about California too. They're like it's bad forest management. It's like what do you mean? They're supposed to go up into the mountains and pull the dead trees out of the mountains? That that's borderline who, impossible. Who does that that means you wreck the rest of the forest not to only get up there not only that is how that. is that economically feasible i don't understand i don't understand what that what that even so, means is bad forest management i do to an extent because i've read a book on the hinkley fire which was in the early 1900s i think mm-hmm. when they were slashing tons of logs in minnesota and they were leaving big piles of Dead, dead fuels. underbrush. They called fuels. Yeah, the branches and stuff. That's something Literally, I on like, the fire. Fuels. Yeah, fuels, fuels, fuels management all over the place. And so when that swept through, they should have learned their lesson. Like, hey, you don't leave big piles of dry tinder every ev- for like miles in a row, you know, so it can just burn straight down it and light every woods on fire on each side. Like maybe burn it on site when you're done, or in the winter, whatever. In the know. winter. Or we sell it to somebody that burns it in their wood stove. Uh, so, yeah, maybe bad forest management when you are actually cutting forests every 40 years I, I and think, replanting and cutting and replanting. I think and there one, never is I think, any underbrush. I think one thing the article but, was maybe chasing was, number one is, why is there a elected public servant that owns thirty to 40,000 acres in Minnesota? I think they were trying to catch people's eye on that. Why? I bet, I bet why? you could find that. I bet you could find those all over the place. People that have been elected and in government because yeah, private citizens own land all over the place. And it, and and I should south of my deer camp that owns ten thousand plus acres. Yeah, and it is America. You, you should be able I mean? to own as much land as you want wherever you, know, you want. Like, hey, yeah, I might live in uh, Florida, but I'll love Montana. And I, I want to say, I want to say it was in the Nature Conservancy program because yeah. there was Nature Conservancy firefighters there. Okay. Um, so what happens well, is... Well, they probably come anyway, but yeah, if there is a grants or so something what, you get for Nature Conservancy... So what happens if people that aren't familiar with Nature Conservancy, I'm sure a lot of people are, is, you know, essentially if I were to buy, say, 10,000 acres, I can actually, you know, set it up through Nature Conservancy to do f- the management on it and do all the... And essentially it turns into almost like state land yeah, in a just, way. It's literally like pretty much left untouched. It's only foot traffic at that yep, point, right? Yep. If it's in the Nature yes. Conservancy. Yep. Can't and drive a four-wheeler That's kind of what it was. And it was kind of weird running a dozer through that shit, you know, and like a federal fire and like yeah. like conservancy land. I was just tromping through there, just running over trees that were like 20-inch trees. I mean, just... Yeah, big, but, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, you're doing it like... I'm pretty sure I to did... To save more. I'm pretty sure I did blaze down a few trees that I'd never seen a, 
you know, in areas that had never seen chainsaws. But never seen a human. Right. But um, but that sucks. I, and I got tons that more stories. Sucks, but but you know, the thing of it is, is what I want to know is if I guess you know when they write an article like that, they should be more prepared to like maybe be a little be a little more in depth. Don't don't try to lay down a narrative that this guy was doing something wrong in a way. Because that's kind of the vibe I got. Dude, that's what happens, man. And the narratives get easier and easier to lay down. Yeah, It can the, be just a tweet that turns into a narrative. Yeah, the, vi- the vibe I got Literally, was... And then, a Facebook post, a tweet, a Snapchat, whatever. Can just like 30-second, 20-second video can get picked up by every news station and just blown out of proportion. And they're like... The smallest what? thing. What? This was just somebody's tweet. All of a sudden, they're like, "Oh, this new person went viral." You know, oh, and I, and that and I thought about that too. Like, why doesn't KTSP or whatever the hell news organization? I, I'm not gonna. I, I, it wasn't KTSP. Whoever it was that wrote the article, and it, we may be able to find an update on it too. Yeah. I, I I don't understand why they just don't get a hold of the guy and interview him, and you know, like say, you know, do a Q and A with him, and say, well. So what do you know about this fire? You know, well, I know my fucking land is on fire. Yeah. I well, just who did you lost, hu- my land just lost uh, 80% of its value. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and, then, and then the next question to me would be, did you hire a consulting firm to do your forestry management? And he would say yes or no. And if he said yes, I would say, can you give me the name of that firm? So, I mean, but I don't understand that. Like my family owns uh, acreage. How many acres do you have to own before they say you have to correctly manage this or it is... Uh, a hazard to your neighbors, you know, like you're cross- there, there are people that own so because, many acres. Yeah. I see what you're saying because you're crossing boundaries of, of <laughs> I mean, landowner I'm, rights, right? Yeah, I mean, landowner rights. Like I do I can not do whatever want, the fuck I, want I own here. my land. I, I, myself, I literally myself, if I own the land, I do not want to cut the trees. I want to leave them. Like my grandpa, he's adamant about cutting trees and I love it. I, I burn wood in my wood stove in my shop all winter long. But I cut the trees at the land that are dead, that are laying by the trail, that I have to cut off the trails each year because they keep falling on them. And I I won't go do more forestry management than that. Like, I have trees that fall over in my yard. I have, like, eight acres where I live and small woods. And actually, I have both scenarios. I have, like, the woods on the left side of my driveway is, like, old growth popples and stuff that is just falling over and dead and then on the right side of my driveway, I have probably 160 pine trees that are 50 feet, 60, 70 feet tall, planted in rows, because the previous owner to my house was a was a logger and had a sawmill. So, but when when my grandpa sees the trees on the on the side of the woods where I see it as woods, as forest still untouched, where they aren't planted, and he says, "Oh, that tree fell down in there. I'm gonna go get that." I said, "Don't even go touch it, because you're gonna wreck the brush around it." You're going to make a trail to it to saw it up. I said, I just want that to turn into dirt. I want it to be forest again. I want that dead tree to grow I, I mushrooms out of it. I get that. And lizards. Oh. You, you know what I mean? Like, Jesus. dude, all these animals to live in a forest to live there. Because I, when you see pine rows planted, there's not animals in that woods hardly anymore. You know? So, uh, I like to leave the woods how it is when I can. And if you told me, hey, you got to go cut all the dead trees out of there, it's like you can't do that without wrecking the rest of the woods. You um, can't drag the dead fall out of there without dude, wrecking the rest of your woods or all the new saplings. That or is a whatever. mushroom. Okay, so that's a mushroom that I found. 
Oh, when you said dude. mushrooms, yeah. I mean, you need that. You Do you know need, how big like, that mushroom is, dude? To this, make new soil, you dude, need this thing trees had the fall. texture of a fucking volleyball, and it was like foam. <laughs> you guys got a picture of a big white mushroom, <laughs> dude. It was, it was called a giant. Um, you looked it up. Something you can eat them, but you can't eat them when they're that far gone. This thing stunk. I found it up in the swamp in the peat. Oh, really? That's what's cool about farming. Well, you that's can what's farm cool. anything. I mean, you, you no, know, no, I'm not farming uh, mushrooms, but I mean, but you can go in the woods and look for chaga or no, lion's but, mane mushrooms or chagas big in Minnesota. What's cool like, about farming is you, you do run across some cool shit once in a while. You you start, you know, it's just like, I mean, not that that was that. Well, Kyle was with me, my cousin hey, Kyle. If you walk through the old forest that hasn't been cleaned out, you find some cool shit once in a while too. Yeah, so so mm-hmm. we're up there driving. You know, this thing's growing right now. There's another one up there right now too that I saw. All right, right, we're going to shut this down. We're going to mushroom no. land up no, by no, Levi's mushroom north land. of the swamp. He's just hallucinating a bunch of shit up there. I have not hallucinated for but, at least a month. But so we're driving, right? And he's like, what is that? And I'm like, what, dude? It, like, and, and so he's like, there's like this ball on the on the deal over here. And I'm like, okay, whatever. Like, must have fell out of a plane or whatever. Like, I'll, sometimes I'll find a balloon. Like, if I've been out in, the, like, out in the swamp or out in the woods hunting, I'll find, like, a helium balloon that somebody, like, in Winnipeg probably, like, let fly up in the air. What the fuck? I swear For to God, real? I found helium. I'm going to go driving ba- around your land now, dude, all the time letting fucking no, dude, balloons I- out. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, dude, once a month, dude, I'm going to go and let about, like, 20 fucking balloons out. another up. one. Animal-shaped From balloons. From Winnipeg. And, something to Winnipeg yeah, on it, you know? Anything So, so anyway. Hi, Levi. So, anyway. And you pay, find a balloon, it says you're like, oh, my God. Anyway, I, I'm, you know... I st- we get this thing and I'm like, oh, that's cool, you know. Well, Kyle's like, he's more like a hands-on nature type of guy. Like he'll dig right in, like fuck with whatever. Yeah. Like he's not afraid to touch anything. Let me look. At and this. I'm looking at thing and it's got like the texture of a volleyball, but it's like glued to the ground, yeah. almost like alien-like, right? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I ain't. What if it's face? Tur- that. What, if, what if its face turns around and that says something? So to you. freaky to think about, dude. Right? That's what hey, don't th- touch me. That's what I'm thinking about, right? And he like grabs this thing, You're and it's got like this Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, he's got like this. It, he touches it, and like it like <clears throat> tears the skin, and the skin's like leather. Yeah, right. And I'm like, what the fuck are you gonna do with that thing? And why did you pick it up? You know, it's like this big. It's like the size like, of a volleyball. Yeah. Right, and he p- throws it in the back of my pickup. Yeah, it's, it's so, unique. I feel like a kid again. Yeah. You so know? then, so yeah, that's exactly how he was. You exactly. Know? So then I was like, whatever. He's like, well, I'm going to bring this and show the neighbors or whatever. And I'm like, okay. So we're driving my pickup. Well, then we get back to the farm and he forgets it in there. Well, then I forget it in there. Well, this mushroom's like huge. It literally looks like rock. cow shit. Yeah. Right? The inside of it. And it's like a lot of it. And it's <laughs> bleeding like this juicy water all over the back of my pickup. And it was right around the same time that I <laughs> put that thing through my foot. So I'm hobbling around. And I noticed this thing, and it's just like, you know, you drive down the road, and you get the, <laughs> the wind in the back of your pickup. Yeah, he smelled it. <laughs> no, it starts like, like fucking all over the place in the back of the pickup, like like cow shit all over the inside of the back of my pickup. Like, no. Yeah, like a foamy cow shit, you know? And I'm like, so I called him. I'm like, dude, you freaking left your mushroom in the back of my pickup, and it's all over the place now. And it like, <laughs> and it smelled like a fucking hundred-year-old shitty basement. Yeah. You know, it was just like this, Yeah, dude. Isn't it funny how fungus and anything smells well, like yeah. that? And you're like, oh, man, my basement Yeah, so then Kyle was like, I said, I wonder how these mushrooms, like, how does that even start? Like, so then he kind of explained it to me, you know, like, he watched a... Netflix series or something on Hulu or something where they I can't remember what it's called but it's he said it's real interesting they explain how 
like bacteria can start and then it you know this fungus and it just yeah, builds it's like and hpv it's, yeah it's fucking weird like <laughs> like a huge wart <laughs> like a huge growing wart. up on the arpen ditch you know <laughs> and it's got another one right in the same call, place that's dude. what you call it the arpen ditch <laughs> <laughs> holy fuck man we gotta we gotta cut this thing off All right, dude. but we're not before we tell the hunters hey it's gonna be opener deer season minnesota this weekend I'll be out there. Levi will probably be farming or ditching or something. But be safe. Have fun. Enjoy your family. Yeah. Shoot a couple deer. No maybe, arguing. Maybe register it. them. Maybe don't. You know, do your thing. Earn a buck. Earn those, a buck. Those first. Yep. Go and argue with politics with your family. It's time. Well, maybe do. Do you think? No, do not do it. No, do not argue do with your family and your friends. I appreciate them while they're here because no. one day they're not going to be here. Absolutely. That's all I got to say. Okay, I'll say that. Make sure to make sure to tell your family that you love them because you never know when they're going to be gone. I got a buddy who was at a funeral tonight for his uncle, and, you know, he was too young, and that reminds me that, you know, this is not, I actually forced, forced myself. I ran into a couple of buddies the other night and one old man, and I said, hey, I love you, I love you, I love you. And the old man said, I don't know if I feel like that about you. And I said, hey. <laughs> That's okay. You better tell me you do because, Mike, I know you love me, and you don't know how long any of us are going to be around. So don't ever hesitate to tell people that you fucking love them. Yep, but, I yeah, be safe at deer season this weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Hopefully you listen to this podcast out uh over the waves while you're sitting in your deer stand if you're bored and next weekend or next week we're gonna prod you we're gonna set this thing up uh monetary style levi oh really oh yeah we're gonna i think it's time it's time you okay. know once we fit once we broke like uh eleven thousand followers this week uh let's see if we can get some money out of them yeah and share the share it too share share us around share us around we're not on any social media you have to talk to people to share us and tell them how to get to a podcast so uh, do that and we'll be back with you next week till then uh thanks for listening and stay peaceful